We are back. Yep. Big Ugly on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. I introduced you already, but I'm going to do it again. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. And we are here, live in the mansion. It's snowing. It's sleeting. It's raining. But we are here. We are going to do this. You had a good ride in, Big Ugly? Yeah, man. It was good. I mean, it ain't too bad. You made The it? sidewalks are horrible. I almost slipped. Oh, in yeah, the mansion? Yeah, get one of these servants out there. I'm going to get them out there with some salt right yeah. now. So by the time we leave, you're going to be walking in salt. So uh, we got some great things to talk about on this podcast, Big Ugly. Um, We need to review the Royal Rumble and all things Royal Rumble. NXT TakeOver Philadelphia, Raw SmackDown. And you were there. I was there. How was it, man? How was the crowd? CM Funk. Okay, so the crowd was loud. The crowd was hostile towards Roman Reigns. The crowd popped for all the surprises. And the crowd was dead after the Men's Royal Rumble. Because that (laughs) happened at... Like 8.30. <laughs> like, it happened really, really early in the card, but we're going to get into that. But then the crowd livened back up again because we did have a very rowdy surprise at the end. They had some good surprises, too. 11, 50, yeah. For the Rumble? That was good. Yeah, For all, both Rumbles, we yeah. had a lot of surprises. So, very well-booked Rumbles. We're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about the road to WrestleMania. But joining us on this road today, Big Ugly, we have a guest. Um, this is a guy I've known for, I guess, six, seven years now almost. Um, we've been going up and down the indie wrestling road together. I've been a referee for this guy. I've been a ring announcer for this guy. I have actually worked for a promotion that he has had right here in the state of Maryland. Right? Here. Is that a good... Uh Good, right here. That was a good uh, cheap plug. But uh, I want to introduce him. You know him as Chase Rawlings. You know, and we got to get that song. I don't know what it's called. You're going to have to tell me there's a shot, 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 Because that's the song that I know this guy by. But he is Ray. Ray Chase. Welcome to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. How are you doing, guys? I'm good. Um, this is the first time I've ever been in a mansion. This is amazing. Normally because of shots and how rowdy it is. Normally I'm not allowed in mansions and all that stuff, but it's great. Um, it's been, honestly, four years since anybody has heard of Chase Rawlings in the wrestling world, AWO, yeah, AWO was the last thing we did and all that stuff. Hopefully we can talk a little bit about that and, you know, anything you guys want to talk about, doors open. I got a lot of fun stories. That's right, stories. and that's that's one of the reasons why you're here. And I'm sure you're going to come back again because we like to keep this to 90 minutes, two hours, but I'm sure we could all talk forever. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Chase Rawlings right here. Welcome to the mansion. Uh, now, as you were going through the mansion, did you have any uh, – did you encounter anything walking through the mansion? Did you encounter any issues, problems, any keys laying around, anything like that? Well, I mean, if I would have found keys or something like that, I probably wouldn't be here right now because I would be snooping around like, hey. <laughs> You know, what does this key go to? Is there any liquor here? You know, anything like... Hey, what was got it? a knock on the door? Yeah, you want to go check that out? That's kind All of right, let's work. try it again. All right. Um, let's, uh, let it... Holy... <laughs> Chris mm, Burns. Food. <laughs> we, we found Chris Burns. You all right, Chris? How you doing, man? Food. Yeah. Hell with the food. Do you have any shots? I, I mean, I mean, <laughs> shots. I mean, I'm not worried about food. I've lost a lot of weight. I don't really eat much anymore. <laughs> Chris, you know Ray. Ray, Chris. No. no. But how, how did this guy find his way in the mansion? I can't. <laughs> you found your way back. You were coming back to get your keys, I believe. Speaking of which, do you have them? <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, do we have his keys, Big Ugly? I, I ain't find them. Did you find them? No, I thought one of the uh, one of the servants had them. One of the uh, security guards. Son of a. <laughs> We're gonna find your keys. Why don't you sit down, have a have a bottle of water? You know, uh, you want some food. Uh, uh, servant number three, 
Hey, get this guy some. Uh, what, what do you like? You like uh, get this guy some food, mozzarella right, sticks. Or what's something. going on with servant number it? three? It looks it looks like there's something up. Hmm? No, I don't with think servant number three. I think he's about to turn heel. <laughs> <laughs> this is a dirty, ugly wrestling podcast. He might turn heel right on us right here, live on the show. Uh, but Chris, we'll get you something to eat. How you doing, man? How you feeling? Well, I'm alive at the moment. You're alive, good. Since I'm here, what did I miss? <laughs> What'd you miss? Oh uh, man, we were going to be talking about the Royal Rumble. Uh, you know that just happened. It's uh, February now. We just had. We just finished up January. When's the last time we saw you? 2017. Yeah, sometime around there. <laughs> Man. Early 2017. Or it was pretty early. I think it was like just after. I think it was just after the uh, after SummerSlam. After SummerSlam, so that was in the summer last year. So it could be within the past six months. But you're yeah. here. I'm here. Um, so I mean, yeah, we're we're gonna fill you in on everything. And when you got opinions on something or somebody, jump right in here, Chris. Right. Have a seat right here at the mansion table. Man, we got a great podcast right here. You guys have some history, don't you, Chris? Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know oh. what? I I remember the day. The day he walked into the EWA Pain Factory. Oh, really? And, you know, oh, I, you know, the whole day he came in, and, and one of the things when you have a wrestling school and mm-hmm. all that stuff is you you got to sit there and figure out what their name is going to be. Okay, and not their gimmick name, but just their school name. <laughs> and yeah, usually, 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 like uh, like most students would. Uh, they would give him like some sort of nickname. Usually, it's a girl's name. Yes, uh, I think uh, I know uh, one of the guys I that train with. Um, I think they gave him the name Emily. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and he had, and he ended up getting end up getting a totally different name just just on the way he, way he looked at the time. Um, I think so, um, trying to think how I got how I got my name. I think they, I think they, I remember a little bit. I know when I trained when I started at Brainbusters when I was thirteen. As a matter of fact, I am approaching. 19 years since the first time I stepped into a wrestling ring, wow. which was March of 1999. Got a veteran here. Yeah. So, and when I when I started training, you know, mind you, I was 13. I used to always go in a ripped up Oriole shirt and all that stuff. They called me Brawler, the Baltimore Brawler. <laughs> that was my nickname at the school. Was the Baltimore Brawler. I like that. And Yours ended up being Awkward Dan. Yeah. I don't know how you became Awkward Dan. No, no one knew your name was Chris, I think, so we just called I think, you Dan. I, th- I, think, I think what ha- think what happened was uh, I think a lot of, some of the people knew that I was in the military. I mean, I, yeah. when, I, when I started training, I was like, I was like, uh, I was I was I was older starting training. I was like 26 and like and about six months out of the military. So they. So I think think what think my call started calling me like Lieutenant Dan or something. I think Jimmy <laughs> Starks. I think it was Jimmy Starks. Might have been. Yeah. And usually, usually I'm real quiet. Usually, especially around people I don't know. And and you know, and they were always to- and like one of the first things they told us when you train is like keep your eyes and ears open, your mouth shut. And that's that's what I did. And I guess like the the social awkwardness kind of kicked in. <laughs> so I guess that's how I got the name Awkward Dan as my yeah. nickname. So kind of kind of stuck with it. Yeah. And apparently for like the first like the first six months, people thought my name was really yeah. Dan. I got a I got a MySpace <laughs> request from him, and it was Chris Burns. And I was like, who in the hell is Chris Burns? And I remember looking at someone, I was like. His, I think it was, actually I think it was Alex Lunar. I looked at him. And I was like, yeah. his name's not Chris, or his name's not Dan. Like, <laughs> how is it Chris? Like, I don't like. We've been calling him Awkward Dan for months. I think I think it was uh, I think it was one time. Uh, uh, they are they are brought an old girlfriend at the time. Oh, uh, it, it was still an ex girlfriend. I took her to one of the, one of the old uh, old practice sessions at the yeah. old, at the old yeah. school. And Alex Lunar went uh, came uh, went to her set set try to figure out who she was and who she's here with. Yeah. Sat, sat I'm here with Chris Burns. And he's like, "Who the 
is Chris Burns <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and his wife. That's a t-shirt waiting to happen. Right? <laughs> yeah. and, 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 his, and his wife get, uh, snuck up, snuck to him, so like, that's awkward. Yeah. Was was that Rocky Dennis by, by no, any no, 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 was, no, 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 it was not. <laughs> by the way, and that's I know a, this is a, wrong, a whole but, yeah, story. one of his exes we called Rocky Dennis. That, that was, so that, for, that's... For, 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 the re- for the record, that was not an ex. <laughs> oh my goodness. Man, that, 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 was, that wasn't even yeah. a why. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the tone for this podcast big ugly you can feel it right now there's some road stories there's some behind the scenes stories um i've been in this business i've only had one name well mikey d you know they call me mikey d but that's my name is mike so that's good so either i'm dirty mike or mikey d or why you know i'm just mike but um you know, I did come out to Kelly Kelly's theme music one time, uh, and that was not my fault. Um, so that was somebody trying to rib me when I was going through the school, going through the training. So uh, Speaking of ribbing, uh, Sean Cannon. Oh, his, Sean. We love Sean Cannon. His first show that he did at a free show, um, Alex Lunar was doing the music and all that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, he was working me at one of the, the free shows that we had in Middle River. And speaking of that, when he came out, his music started. Mm-mm. And then midway through, what, what in the butt? from South Park just starts playing and I didn't even know what was happening and I'm just sitting there in the ring as a heel like what the hell is this crap you know with all that going on yeah. so yeah it was what went on the, I think I may actually have that on DVD somewhere we need to of him get coming this, out with that yeah. we need yeah. this yeah. live stream <laughs> on the network something like that take the aftermath take that oh it didn't show like the actual entrance but that the match itself was on like was on public access. Yeah, yeah, it was on like I forgot we, what it was. Because we, yeah. we had the because we had the uh, it was the EWA ringside yeah. tapings. Yeah. yeah, we actually had that. Wow, I know that that went all the way back to 2008 that I remember. Because yeah. when because back when I was training up, yeah, I was I was ringing out doing the ringing outs and then, and um, me and the broker at the time, Joe Hamilton, did the did kind of like did, did the uh, did like the hosting of the ringside, mm. and um, and sh- think. I think I ended up showing showing that match with uh, Sean Cannon. I believe it was Champ Champagne at the time. Yes, that was. Yeah. Mm. Yep. But ju- but just showed the match. It didn't sh- didn't ha- show like the actual entrance. Those were fun. When it we was. did those. A lot of those shows were really fun at the schools. The school shows were always fun. Yeah, and, I, and that, I feel that's one thing that EWA right now is missing out on. Are those free shows? Those free shows were amazing. We did a lot of good stuff. Adam Cole was on free shows. DJ Adam Cole, was on baby. Free shows. You know. A lot of the guys who came up did the free shows, yeah. and the free shows were very important. They worked with blood. They worked with me, you know, and it helped them learn. You know, Ryan, Teddy, all those guys, you know, they came up, they did the free shows. And That's they, how, how a lot of guys fun. got their start, so, at least got their, na- got their name out there. Yeah. What makes the free shows funner than doing the actual pay live events? Well, I mean, the free shows, as we, as we have to call them, Practice, Free, sessions. Yeah, practice, practice sessions. sessions. You know, Part you really didn't have to deal with the commission, but when, when you did it, it was also the kind of thing that you had to have a certain amount of students on there. And you could kind of just let it all go. Like, me and Blood had a hardcore match, which Blood used a chair with nails in it. He was bleeding all <laughs> over the place. I pulled him off of a ladder. We fought all over the whole entire building. He threw me in the crowd. You know, you could... It was just a whole complete different atmosphere. You could go out there and have a 20-minute match with a new guy, make him look like a million dollars, and that was that. You didn't have any – you know, most of the time Jim wasn't there, so you didn't have to worry about Jim going, oh, da, 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 da. it's like, hey, we just went out there and we did what we wanted. We showed up on a Friday. We would open up. You know, fans would show up, and we would just have fun. And that's, that's the main thing with the business is having fun. If you're having fun, you know, it's great, but once you stop having fun in the wrestling yeah. business, that's – 
you know, that's when it becomes a big thing. That's what I was all about. And I got to interrupt just one th- second here. So this podcast does not have the backing or is against any anybody or anything. This is just shooting. This is just talking. Um, so, you know, EWA, Jim Christian, you know, there's a lot of conversations that we have on this podcast. So we're not endorsed by any of them, nor do we we're downplaying any of them. This is no, no. this is just a conversation. And Chris has been out of this conversation for months because he's been trying to find his way back to the mansion. Yeah. Or uh, Dan, as we call him. You know, yeah, now that, that we're going to call you. Not just Chris's fun. Just Chris's fun? <laughs> all right. Uh, you'll, hear, I know, you'll hear I know, me say awkward. Because that, that's all I know this man. That's it's fun. just awkward, and that's it. Like. So, But that's why we love this podcast. Because, I mean, this podcast is here to open the door behind the curtain, you know, certain things. And we're going to we're gonna get back to this indie roundup because we want to talk about a lot of things, independent wrestling going on in the state of Maryland and not state of Maryland, everywhere. Also, the promotion that you were directly involved with AWL. We're going to talk about that. In the later segments, we're going to get into the Royal Rumble week. We're going to talk about NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. We're going to talk about the Royal Rumble itself in Philadelphia, Raw and SmackDown in Philadelphia, four straight days in Philly. Uh, And then the beginning to the road of WrestleMania. We're going to talk about that. There's a lot of other things that are going to go off on Tangents Big Ugly that we do all the time. Uh, I'm going to just throw one in here right now. Uh, So he was suspended. Now he's fired. Enzo Amore. Um, wow. So, gone. Out of there. So, so, this is some news here, Chris Burns. That was building, though. You know, when you look at it with Enzo, it was building. He was banned from the locker room. He was banned from the tour bus. You know, I, I think WWE was looking for a reason. And these allegations that he got is the reason that they had to finally cut Enzo Amore loose. And I love the guy. I love his whole stick. He was over. Yeah. You know, them turning him heel, he was still over as a face as a heel. Mm-hmm. You know, but... It's just the whole thing that that attitude that you have on TV, you just can't have in the backstage. Having an attitude does not work. It never works. I've seen it in the indies, you know, and guys in WWE, they just don't like guys who have that kind of attitude mm-hmm. in the back. So you're saying he shot himself in the foot, essentially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because yeah. the thing is, is like Rich Juan was essentially in the same position, but they're saying that Rich Juan was cleared that they might bring him back. Oh, yeah. If Enzo gets cleared, do you think that they'll bring him back or because his attitude? I, don't, I think his attitude is what did it. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I love Rich Swan to death. I worked Rich Swan. Um, you know, when that when that news broke, I sat there and I was like, there's no way. But I think a lot of that with, with Rich was just what the witnesses said. You know, that's not really what happened. You know, this, that, and another. You know, it's just going off what the witnesses said. And me as a person, that's what I believe because I know Rich. Rich is probably one of the most fun-loving guys I've ever worked around. He would mm-hmm. always be in the back playing his guitar, singing, always full of energy. What you see on TV with Rich with you know, the energy and all that. That's what I saw at AWL and, you know, all that stuff. He was actually in the very first AWL match. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Rich is a great guy. I think Rich will be back. Enzo, though, I think it's going to be a long run. Not not writing it off completely because you never say never. Look at the Warrior-Vince McMahon relationship, the Hogan-Vince McMahon relationship. Mm-hmm. Never mm-hmm. say never in pro wrestling, but I think it's going to be a long, hard road for Enzo before and, he and especially if it's like, like, like Rich Wild, again, for example. I mean, with someone you know, with like something, you hear something like that that's something you kind of don't want to believe yeah, yeah. but at the same time we're who will read it who will read it Jaws I mean, but yeah. yeah I'm sure they have like you know, they have like a court system to, to make oh, the yeah. determination yeah. and it's challenging once you've been accused of something whether you did it or not whether you're acquitted or not it's hard to get out of that shadow yeah. um, so and but there's always time you know there's time to get back out of things you know and Enzo did make some money for the company a controversial as he Absolutely. was and uh, Jim and Jason will even tell us to keep 205 alive that was one of the things over there it's going to be kind of hard yeah. now 
But uh, they, they have somebody who could keep 205 alive. Well, I just want to throw it out right now. Number 27 entrant in the Men's Royal Rumble, Ray Mysterio. Mysterio. I thought he was going to wow. be the GM, honestly. That was my prediction for the 205 Live GM was Ray Mysterio. I believe right. he's going to be a better competitor. I don't know about 205 Live, but I think I hope it's for more than just one thing because I did hear that he had re-signed something with Lucha Underground. Maybe that was right, wrong. Maybe that was just a, yeah. a temporary thing. But, he was looking uh, good out there, too. He yeah, was I, looking great. Yeah. I heard Rumble was a one-shot for him, but you never know with WWE. They said that with Bubba Ray Dudley, too. Right. When he came back, you know, the one time, and then the Dudleys came back pretty much on for a full-time skit after that. But Myster- yep. I agree with you. Mysterio looked very good. He, the pop was amazing. Really? I popped. I, popped I really did. come out, you know. So because the last time he was in Rumble, he got booed, right? Yes, because he was number thirty in the Rumble, and people were expecting Daniel Bryan or something else to happen, but uh, he got booed. Kind of like Dolph Ziggler, like it it, it didn't feel right the placing of Dolph Ziggler with number thirty and the way that he left out. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't see SmackDown myself this week. Was Dolph on SmackDown? No. Then what was the sense of him being number thirty in the Rumble? You know, the whole thing that I've heard, you know, from the dirt sheets and all that is they were going to have him come back and do the Shawn Michaels Razor thing with the United States belt and all that. Right. Really, him being in the Rumble kind of takes away from that. So, I guess we'll wait and see. But, you know, I think Rey Mysterio was really one of the highlights of the men's Rumble. He was. And a lot of people were expecting Roman Reigns to come out as number 27. And we'll get into a lot more Rumble later, I'm sure. Because 27 is that number that's the fantastic, famous number of the Rumble. So, everybody thought, oh, Roman Reigns still got to come out. They all knew Roman... But nobody else, there was no other names that you could think of. They were all surprises. And then when Rey Mysterio came out of 27, huge pop. Roman came out of 28, huge boo. Um, I can't remember 29, but I do remember Dolph Ziggler was number 30. And you know the product a little bit better than I do right now. Um, What's up with Samoa Joe? Is he hurt again? Why wasn't he in the Rumble? Okay, I kind of figured he was hurt because me and my wife's brother could not figure out where Samoa Joe was. Yeah. And I'm not, like, I'm starting to kind of watch it a little bit more on a weekly basis and all that stuff. But I was like, is Samoa Joe hurt again? Yeah. He actually was doing uh, on the panel for the NXT TakeOver Philadelphia pre-show. So he actually did a pretty good job, too, on the microphone and on the headset. Cool. uh, Cool. Given his sort of non-biased opinion and, you know, his Samoa Joe, I could kill everybody opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was pretty good. Um, and, yes, yeah, so Rey Mysterio, huge pop. And uh, more on the Rumble later on. Let's throw out some uh, Big Ugly. How about this one? XFL. How about that? We were talking about this offline before you came in the door, so I want to get your initial reactions to Vince McMahon announcing that in 2020, the XFL is returning. Man, I think it's a mistake. Uh-oh. Yeah. Go ahead, Big Ugly. Because I feel like part of what I read as far as why Vince was doing this, and part of something that was advertising was the idea that there were going to be like no protests and all of that stuff like you have now right. in the NFL with the guys taking the knee. But it's like we're, we're not launching this until, what, 2020? 20. Right. Right. First of all, this whole knee protest, I- I'm saying it's dead by next season because it was already dying out, you know. So it's dead by next season. So now, you know, you got your regular viewers back to the NFL that's not concerned about this protest. So the XFL is going to bring you what? Because this whole controversy that the XFL is like kind of supposed to be, you know, uh, taking away from because it's like, all right, we're not going to do protests. We're not going to allow that. Well, the protest's going to be dead anyway. I- you can't compete with the NFL. I, I don't see – I don't see – the difference in how this is going to be smarter than the last time, just because you're not bringing what WWE guys into it. You no know? crossover, right? No right. crossover. I, I still don't see that. 
So there's a lot of opinions, and I'm going to go around the table in a minute to get all these opinions. I'm going to just start with this is – I don't think he is meaning it to be competition for the NFL. I think he's doing it as something from February to July. To be an alternative. To be an alternative right, for, for football. football fans to watch football. Out of season. Out of season, correct. Um, there's no crossover. You're not supposed to have any political agendas. You're not supposed to have any DUIs. You're not supposed to be in trouble at all. If you're in trouble, you're not playing. If you're in trouble, you're not going to get paid. If you're in trouble, you know, and it's supposed to have eight teams. They don't know the cities yet, but there's probably some that are in the works. I think it's going to be interesting. I enjoyed the XFL for what it was when it was first around. I think it was done very well in some ways, and in some ways it wasn't done. You know that uh, the camera that moves across the field in the, in that the was, NFL. That was now, awesome. That was Vince yeah, McMahon's yeah. idea. That still That's happens now to this day in the NFL. So, I mean... There's some things that can work, but uh, you, I'm sure over the next two years, we're going to have a lot of conversations on that big ugly, but uh, let's go to Ray. Ray, how do you feel about the XFL? Honestly, I think it's the perfect time for it because me, I'm, I'm a huge baseball fan, mm-hmm. and when you look at it with baseball, you know, when your career starts to wind down, there's other places to go. You can go to smaller baseball venues, you can go to minor leagues, you know, whatever. In football... You can't go back to college. Right. It just doesn't happen. Not saying that it's going to be a developmental territory for the NFL, but also, you know, aside from the protests, the NFL is just so riddled with bad. Like, there's so many penalties, you know, just the whole thing with Aaron Hernandez, you know, all that stuff, mm-hmm. all these guys getting into trouble. All that stuff over the last couple of years have left a sour taste in people's mouth. Right. And just, you know, what he just said a couple minutes ago, there is no alternative. You know, that's the thing. You know, it. There's not an alternative, but it would be a good alternative. But, you know, Vince, if he plays the cards right, last year, last time he did it, he only had a year You're to right. work with. To now he has two years. You get analysts who know football, who know this, who know that. You put them in charge, and you stay out of the limelight. Mm-hmm. See how it flourishes. It's already called attention of a couple former players and all that. Johnny Manziel, he tweeted at XFL. You know, blah, blah, blah. So it, it's catching on. You know, but... I'm always a just wait and see type guy. Me myself, I'm just with the NFL. It's like look at the last couple of Super Bowls. Super Bowl was tonight. You know, you look at it as you have the Patriots and the Eagles. The last couple of Super Bowls have either been the Steelers or the Patriots, mm-hmm. and people are, you know, kind of, you know, tired of with seeing those two teams. Patriots, so, mostly, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, so I totally, I totally see where you're coming from. It's. Yeah. Is it a is it a place where the NFL people go after the NFL? Is it a place to developmental the NFL? I think it's going to be a mix of everything. Yeah, I mean, you have a lot of college guys who currently are not in the NFL, right? Who right. aren't good enough, right. and it's like you know what? You can go to the N- to the XFL and have a great career, sure, and then just basically be like, hey, shove it. You didn't draft me. You know, I went to the XFL. I'm making them better. So uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. Let me ask you a question. The last time XFL was on, I I can't remember this, were were they on in the offseason or were they competing during the actual football season? No, they weren't in the offseason. I think it was around the same time period. I think it started after Super Bowl. It did. Yeah. Then then it was like. like I think it was February to May. Yeah, yeah, I think something like that. It was only like ten, like eight or ten yeah. games or something like that. Yeah. yeah, I think it was eight games because I think as Major League Baseball was starting to get going, XFL was wrapping up with their championship okay, yeah. game. Yeah. So I think uh, Vince did talk about making the game shorter 
you know, not three hours long, maybe two yeah. hours long. That's what they're shooting for. Uh, less penalties, but more protection of the players. And you know, they take the uh, concussion test very, very seriously. Yeah. They don't want people getting hurt. So it's going to be a different view. I don't know how that's going to happen, but oh, Chris Burns, let's hear from you. What do you think about uh, the XFL before the XFL now? What do you think? I'll, not, I'll just find this out, actually. Yeah, I mean, this is new information for <laughs> yeah, you. Because this is. Oh, they okay. announced it about two weeks ago from when you're listening to this podcast, so about when you were in one of the tunnels of the mansion, yeah. probably. Um, well, I'm sure with it, oh, since 2000-2001, when XFL was last around, I'm sure Vince has learned from them. From, yeah, it's been a while. From, learned from his mistakes. Yeah. And for all, and for all we know, he's probably been pondering the idea for probably the entire season, so he's probably probably done his homework, so he probably knows what to do, what not to do, mm-hmm. and also gives it... and. I guess 2020 is when they're starting out, going to be starting out. Um, it'll give him it'll give him time to like better prepare. And uh, he said he's had this on his mind for quite a while. I mean, probably more recently. And they did ask him during the press conference, did the you know the recent things going on in the NFL did this promote you to do this now mm-hmm. at this time he's like not really I kind of had this on my plate for as long as I can remember and I guess this is just the time he yeah. wants to do it and and I'm, and and is is Vince owning all the team all the all the teams are owned by Vince or is it going to be like individual owners so Vince said he's he's the you know he's the guy he owns everything he's the man in charge but he's taking a very passive role so he's going to hire a lot of executives to take care of the teams to take care of the games to take care of the day to day but he's He's the man, you know. He's all behind the scenes, though. Right. And I'm, and I'm sure, starting out, there's not going to be any multi-million dollar contracts for these players. Well, probably not. No way. Like a, It'll probably be like a lot get, of college guys. Probably like, get like you're getting paid this much about per game. You'll probably get paid this much more if you win or something like that. Right. Yeah, and which they really, did talk which about really that. Should be because it gives gives a player a little bit more motivation to incentive. How many teams is it? Eight. Eight. I would not be surprised if they make a run at Kaepernick or Tim Tebow. They talked about I was thinking that. about Tebow. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I was thinking about Tebow. Yeah. And get some controversial people that have had controversy in the past, but you know what? If they don't have controversy right now and you can get them to play their names, they will get people to watch. Um, I don't think they'll go after Cap, though, because, I mean, he's the one that started this whole protest. So. Yeah, but if he signs a contract saying, hey, we're not going to deal with this or whatever and all that, at that point, if you sign a contract where your money's involved and it's just kind of like, we can cut ties with right. you at any time, mm-hmm. and it's not guaranteed money, right. then at that point, it's just kind of like, okay, you abide by our rules. You can do whatever you want on Twitter and Instagram, say whatever you want, you know, blah, blah, the set another, and that's sure, the way it should be. I'm, right. sure, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure Vince will have a much stronger morals clause. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, yeah. Sure. Contracts yeah. players. Yeah. And he's going to do it right. He said he's going to hire a lot of uh, professionals now, even in the next two years, to do a lot of research and, you know, make, you know, the rules and everything, what, however he can to tighten this up. And, of course, during the first season, there's going to be, you know, things that are not going to work at yeah. exactly right. And how long will this last? Who knows? What platforms will this be on? Vince said everything. He wants to be live streaming on social media. He wants Facebook Live. He wants network, not necessarily WWE network, but then something on television because he wants all ages to be able to watch this. There's a couple of people in the 60s and 70s that probably don't know, you know, about Facebook live streaming and things like that. They don't do it. They just want to turn on their TV and flip their knob and see what it is. Now, so Vince probably wants it to be there. With this, are they going to do it's just going to be teams or are they going to try and make teams uh, related to cities 
like we have in the NFL? Or is it just going to be like... That's what they're going to do. You know, they've had Las Vegas in the past. They've had, you know, Los Angeles in the past. They want to... They're going to target eight cities. Okay. Whichever cities, I guess, win bids or whatever, however it works. And then they're going to make teams out of those cities. And they want this to be like an NFL experience. They want to have a place to play. They want to have a place to train. They want to have a place to do everything. Very... You know, Vince is going to go all out on this one, like we all said. So, it is going to be interesting to see. But in the next, go ahead. Hopefully, it works out better for him this time. Hopefully, it does. I mean, I'm rooting for it. I think, like I said, I think I think it's a mistake, but I'm I'm hoping that it works out. I'll watch it, of course. The extra fun league. Yeah, no, it's not what I mean. Vince's (laughs) ventures outside of wrestling have not always ended up, you know. The Not best, always, so. but he still does them. Yeah. yeah. But if Vince, if Vince get, I'll just say this: if Vince can turn that switch on, that he turned on when he took over WWF WWE mm-hmm. from his father. Yeah. With the XFL, and you know, just sit there and boom, 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 just pound it in, pound it in, pound it in. It will become something amazing, something unlike anything we've ever seen before. Just like WWE, it's right. been around for sixty right. years. Yeah. You know, it's. But in order to. In order for him to do that, he's going to have to really leave the WWE in oh, I, somebody I, else's hands. You know I, what I mean? I'm pretty sure. It, yeah. You know, the rumor's going around that he's going to sell a stock off. I don't think so. I think the company's going to fall into the hands of Stephanie Shane, Triple H. Sure. You know, Triple H doing a great job with NXT. You know, you start putting him in charge of Raw, SmackDown, all that stuff, that product's going to over, you know, get well, well better mm-hmm. and all that. So I think Vince is actually kind of leaning towards fading away from WWE, you know, he'll probably still have the final say and, you know, all that stuff, <laughs> yeah. but the XFL is what he wants. That's good. And at, at 72 years old, I believe, it, this is something that he wants to do, you know. He, he's, he can now feel free to get out of that gorilla position in WWE and it's, give it to Triple H, give it to Stephanie, give it to Shane. You know, they're all there, so why not? Um, it's going to be really interesting over the next two years, which we'll still be here, Big Ugly. We're going to yep. do this podcast as long as people keep listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Like everybody here, um, we're going to be here and we're going to talk about it. By the way, thank you all for blowing up with this podcast. We're all still blowing up everywhere. And we're going to give sure. shout-outs in just a and minute. I, and hopefully in two years, I'm, I'm out of the mansion by then. Yeah, you know, you're <laughs> going to have him locked in the dungeon the whole time like you guys so just did. We're going to feed Chris Burns today, and we're going to have security escort you out. Appreciate um, it. Did you drive here for the first time when you came to the podcast? I did. So yeah. you've got a car out there. we got to yeah, make sure we charge that battery. <laughs> yeah. uh, make sure that uh, that car is okay. We'll even Shoot, get some yeah, Man, there's so, yeah, keys I right mean, here somewhere. I mean, yeah, we got to there. There's, there's like a horse-strong carriage out there. You should just do it big and just <laughs> leave on the horse-strong <laughs> <Man>, carriage. <laughs> We can we can get those guys to help you out. That's not going to be a problem. Uh, it's going to be great. Let's let's give a shout out to some of these people listening to the podcast. We got Facebook comments to go over later on. A lot of people commenting on the Rumble. Um, a lot of people out there. John Willie, John Williford, big big fan. Um, we've got the Cut Above Richard Bonner, who's been on our podcast before from SWO Pro Wrestling. You know, you remember him from a while back oh, yes. when you were used to be in SWO. Yeah, it's been a while. I haven't seen you there in a while though. Yeah, it's been a while since. I've- it's been a while since I've been there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's right. You, yeah. uh, you know, that's one of the first road stories that I'm going to share, actually. <laughs> that my, One of my first road stories in the business. We're going to get to that. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> Are you talking talk about stories from us? <laughs> We're going to... Uh, that's It's going to be great. We're going to shout out to the uh, Jumbo ref, James McGrady. I actually met him uh, waiting in line at SummerSlam one year, and he's uh, a referee down in Independent in New, Jer- New Jersey, uh, Wrestle, um, New Jersey and New York, I should say. Um, great guy. He was all over the Raw 25th anniversary, and 
great, great guy. Also, how about the Red Prince, TJ Sykes? Let's give a shout-out to him. He was at the Royal Rumble with uh, Silhouette. Yeah, they were at the Royal Rumble. Did you see him? I, I did not see them. Um, I uh, we, we had some different uh, tickets, but that's okay. It was great. They were We were all in the same place at the same time, and I believe we all had cheesesteaks. Um, <laughs> no. I know I did. I had a cheesesteak, and I, I got Luke's? Uh, no, we actually no. went to Jim's on South Street. Okay, gotcha, so that's gotcha. one of them in the top five right there. But Tony Ooh, Luke's, Geno's, yeah. Pat's, Larry's, they're all down there. Like a lot of guys' names. <laughs> I don't see like Stephanie's or, uh, yeah. you know, I something like that. Pat, Ursula's. Pat, right, yeah. Pat, Pat's and Geno's are ones across the street. That's me. right. Yeah. I, went, I went to both of them in one, like, one sitting. That's fantastic. They, they was, uh, was that the happy hour thing that we did? The, no. the Pat and Geno challenge? No, it was. No, it was That's 18 else. inches no, of goodness no. right there. <laughs> well, hello there. Mm, that's, <laughs> that's what she up. said. That is what she said. Which but, did you prefer? It really tastes about the same to me. Really? Yeah. Of course, of course it, was like, it was late at night and it was cold. And, right, and, and actually walk walk from walk from the hotel. It was like close because the hotel was asked by the. Uh, it was near like Independence Hall. Yeah, he got jumped and, and four we, times on the way. So oh my god! No wonder you can't make it to him <laughs> from the mansion. Exactly, but you just walk, incur jumping. It was like it was like it was like it was like Veterans Day weekend or something. Like walk like walk from the hotel to the to the uh, cheesesteak places and. So oh, there you, you go. Know, surprise! Walk it off. Yeah. yeah, surprise! Surprise! They were still open. So <laughs> so I went to went to Gino's, ate one, ate one, then went to Pat's and ate the other. So you went to Geno's first? Uh, tr- uh, probably. Was, probably. So I preferred Geno's. I, I know I was really hungry when I went. I enjoyed Geno's. I like Pat's, but I enjoyed Geno's better, okay. in my opinion. I've never been to either one. So you I'm need to go. We yeah. need to take a road trip to Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, we might be taking a road trip through New- Philadelphia, or at least going to New York next year, WrestleMania oh, 35, yeah. possibly MetLife Stadium. Really? New Jersey, New York. Yeah, that was an announcement that came out on Twitter. WWE has not officially said it yet, but it's pretty much all over Wrestling Source and Wrestling Hotspots. and. Okay. All that stuff. I'll have so, for like Philly or something like that. Well, it's not too far from Cor- Philly. Of course, Bal- of course, Baltimore would be nice. Baltimore it, would be nice. Everything that everything WWE needs, like within walking distance. Mm-hmm. By the time they the run stadium. in Baltimore, we'll have the murder rate that can probably fill the whole entire stadium. <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, you're right. That's terrible. <laughs> what about Vegas? They haven't gone to Vegas. Right? Do they? Once that stadium's built, I don't think that stadium's okay. done yet. But I think uh, we were talking about this before we went on. That mm-hmm. you know, I think yeah. once that stadium's built, Vince will do Vegas. Yeah. Once, once Vegas has a stadium, they will have WrestleMania one year. The following year, they will have the Super Bowl. That's exactly yeah, because they, yeah. that's been the pattern the last quite a few WrestleManias and Super Bowls. By the way, Chris Burns, the Super Bowl is today. Yeah. So when you're all, when y'all listen to this, this is Super Bowl Sunday that we're so, going to listen to. This. So which two teams are playing? Good question. So uh, it was a very strange playoff season, but uh, <laughs> what <laughs> it was, but. To no surprise and to many people's chagrin, that's a word, the New England Patriots... Oh, surprise, surprise. Right? ...are in the Super Bowl, but they are playing against the Philadelphia Eagles. What? What? Indeed. How about that? The Philadelphia Eagles are in the Super Bowl, and it is happening in Minneapolis, Minnesota, today... Chris Burns. I'm not. I'm not a fan of either team, but good, no, good for the good for the Eagles for making lesser of two evils yeah. right there. Could you imagine if the Vikings would have made it, and then they would have been playing in front of a hometown crowd? That would have been awesome. Like that? Ooh, that that would have you would, you, you yeah. would see a lot of bass boats for sale in, <laughs> in Minnesota. Because <laughs> yeah. because I'm because I'm sure like like take a scalper. Take a price to be shooting through the roof. Yeah, yeah. and then that was the that was the hope because Minnesota did get make it through the playoffs a lot that, a long yeah, way because yeah. they because they. If I'm sure Minnesota did make the Super Bowl, they'd be they'd been the first team to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium, which has never happened before. That's a good piece of trivia, yeah. and uh, that is, a, I believe, that's correct. Let, let alone let alone win one. Well, 
Yeah. Well, we all know well, the Patriots I mean, are going to win. No. As much no. as I hate saying that, but I think that's another reason why people are going to lean towards the XFL also is because of the Patriots and the Steelers always winning the Super Bowl. Right. They've got all the money. They've got all yeah. the resources, and they're always – like, I want to see teams that yeah. are the underdogs. I want to see players play their hearts out and actually get somewhere to win. Well, that's I, what I want to see. I've been calling the Eagles to lose every playoff game they were in. What about now? They did not lose it. So <laughs> I have to think they might pull this one out. I'm hope, That's what I'm hoping, at least. If not, any fans from Philly that go will make sure that they win because right. they will storm the field and probably kill Tom yeah. Brady. <laughs> right. That, that's what I'm waiting for. As soon as Brady retires, I feel like we're going to see a decline out of the Patriots. Oh, yeah, no doubt. The Patriots yeah. were nothing 100%. before Tom Brady. Right. You know, what, what's their, I can't remember their coach's name right offhand. Belichick. Um, Belichick. Belichick. Before Belichick and Tom Brady, the Patriots weren't anything. Right. They had those like weird little like guys – you know, bent down on their, you know, helmets and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was before they had yeah. the current helmet look and all that stuff. But, you know, I, I agree with you 100%. Can yeah. I go off which, on another tangent? Which he can't be, he can't be too long before retiring because he's like 40 years old now. He's up there. So he's got to go soon. They're going to milk I'm, as much as I'm they sure, can. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure his wife is pushing for him to retire. I hope so. I mean, I'm sure five, possibly six Super Bowls. That's enough. It's right. It's yeah. enough. I mean, right. then that way he can go home and French kiss his son all day long. Oh. <laughs> that's dirty. That's, that's, that's ugly. That's, that's kind of creepy. Let me throw this tangent in here real quick. We were just talking about how about the Cleveland Indians getting rid of uh, Chief Wahoo, getting rid of uh, – you're a baseball fan, Ray. Yeah, I know yeah, you are. I, what do you think about that? Was that really um, offensive? I mean, was that really necessary? You know, I, I watch Major League, man. Yeah. That, that's how I know Chief yeah. Wahoo. That, that's the thing, though. Like, we – we live in a society where you know things just offend people so easily. Like I, I understand. Trust me, I understand one hundred percent. Chief Wahoo, it's a Native American. It has red face. You know all that stuff. Kind of like the Redskins or whatever and all that stuff. Yeah. However, when you look at it, all these years building up to now, mm-hmm. no one really had that much of an issue with it. Right. And they were talking about. I heard on the radio they were talking about that. What you know they would have rallies for that, and no Native Americans would show up. It would mainly be everybody else. I'd be like, well, you know, I just. I don't know. I just I don't want to see the block C be their logo. When you look at it, not many teams have an actual logo. The the Orioles have the bird. The right. Blue Jays have the bird. Right. Not really many other teams. All they have are weird looking letters, and that block C is hideous. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish nothing but bad on the Indians if they keep that ugly, ugly <laughs> block C. Like it's anyway, it, it's ridiculous. It, so before we end this tangent, either one of you got anything to say about logos or the Indians or anything like that, Chris or Big Ugly? Yeah, no, I mean, I I just heard about the whole, you know, the, the thing. I don't watch baseball, um, but, um, I mean. I, you wouldn't get jumped by Chase Rawlings in a parking lot. <laughs> with a yeah. two-by-four with nails in it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the commission's not going to see this. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I'm guessing this is one of those things. So I'm, I'm, this team has been around for a very long time. They've long time. Logo for a long time. And I think it would have been during a time where America wasn't as sensitive to, like, you yeah. know, race relations. Compared to now, which we're overly oh, yeah. sensitive, you oh, know, yeah. everything is like wrong, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, I, I feel like, it, you know, it's just a change of times and like, you know, it's just, it's, it's yeah. bound to happen. Just but, like with man. the Redskins. I've always said yeah. myself, like, you know, I've always been a Redskins fan. You know, I, I grew up with the Redskins till the Ravens got in town, so now I have an NFC, AFC team. Sure. But the Redskins, what they should have just did is just call them the Skins and go back to the logo with the, the arrow that they mm-hmm. have. And that, that solves it all. You know, you don't fully change the name. It, right. You just abbreviate it. It's just the Skins, the Washington Skins. And that's that. And that could mean anything. It could. You know, you could have right. a white man, a black man, a, a you know, an Indian, anything. It's just the Skins. You know, that that's all it is. So. The Skins is that... that 
that's you know. a uh, you know when you say hey man gonna hit the skins that's that's a way to talk yeah. about uh, you know getting lady you know I don't know, so, <laughs> I, me, I'm sorry see that's offensive not to me I like it, I think it's funny yeah. but um hey you know that's another tangent for another time we just wanted to throw that in there but hey Ray Lewis is going into the Hall of Fame yes. how about this yes. Yes. talking about the Ravens you remember Ray Lewis from when yes. you were yes, uh, I remember Ray Lewis. outside of the mansion yes I do remember Ray Lewis okay he, he played for the Ravens <laughs> yes I do so uh, yeah got the nod for the Hall of Fame good for him good so. for him Lots of good things. Why don't we uh, just jump into a break? I know we're okay on time right now, Big Ugly, but th- th- we're going to yep. be talking for a while. But we're going to go into a break. But when we come back, let's go over all things Royal Rumble. And then uh, then we'll take another break, and then we'll finish up with some more uh, tangents. We'll talk about AWL. We'll talk about Chase Rollins. We'll talk about the independent wrestling scene. Chris, Chris Burns, you know a lot about this, too, um, as do I. So it's going to be fun. So how about uh, our guest, Chase Rawlings? Why don't you take us into break? Say something that is going to take us into break. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. We're back on yep. the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. I'm the Big Ugly. And we are joined once again by... Chase Rowling. And... Chris Burns. And Chris, uh, how's that uh, How's that food treating you? I know we started to feed you over the break. Can't talk. Eating. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, do some listening here because we're going to talk about something. While you, while you were locked in, stuck somewhere outside the mansion, we had Philadelphia, Royal Rumble, NXT TakeOver, Philadelphia, Raw, and SmackDown. Um... We're going to go through some quick results first. Let's just jump out of the way, and then anybody just jump in with thoughts of anything, and we'll go over bullet points. So NXT TakeOver Philadelphia was the night before the Royal Rumble. Uh, I, I got to see this actually live. It was happening. I wish I could see it live in person as was happening because it ended up being a hell of a lot better than I thought it was going to be initially. Uh, so the Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, uh, defeated the Authors of Pain. Uh, to retain their tag team championships. Uh, great match there, but we'll get into the Velveteen Dream. That's somebody yes, that Patrick, we know here. Patrick know. Clark. Patrick yes. Clark of D.C., Baltimore, this side yeah. of the area of fame. He uh, defeated Cassius Ono, and actually he was more over than anybody almost that night. So good for him. Uh, I'm loving the was, gimmick, man. I always thought he was kind of like a, like a love child of Orlando Jordan and <laughs> Prince. Yeah. 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 I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not hating on it at all. I'm, I'm actually interested to see how see where they go. I love it. Yeah. That fun, fun little tidbit with yeah. the Velveteen Dream. And yeah. a lot of people don't know this is that a lot of people think his first uh, thing he's ever done on a wrestling show was at NCW. It, in fact, was not. The first thing he ever did was with AWL. Mm-hmm. We had him deliver flowers to David Starr because we came. I saw him. He was working out in the ring. I worked out a little bit with him. He came with Mustafa. He's like, hey, you know, make sure you, you know, respect Ray. He's, you know, he's. Booking here, all that stuff worked out with him. Very respectful, cool little story I'll get into with the guy who who we were originally going to have delivered the flowers. I almost had him thrown out of the building, <laughs> and then I walked over to Patrick. I was like, "Hey, do you want to be a part of the show? Yeah, all right. Do you mind delivering flowers? No, not at all. Anything you want. Okay, cool. You get the business. You're going to deliver the flowers. So yeah, so that's fun cool. little that's cool. fun fact with that. And that's you know, it's funny how you know people get their start. And you know, a lot, a lot of people that we'll talk about that went through EWA and AWL and even MCW. A lot of these people that we see on TV have no idea these people's backstories. This is how you hear about them right, right. here on these podcasts. 
Uh, Ember Moon defeated Shayna Baszler. That was a hard-hitting match, and uh, Ember Moon is still the champion. And then Ember Moon showed up in the Women's Royal Rumble. And she did awesome. She did she great. She sold the crap out of the arm being her, and she did a great job. I was going to ask if that was legit. If her arm was... Really you know, it, it made me convinced whether it was legit right. or not because Shayna Baszler is definitely a stiff competition. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if it was or wasn't, either way, they let her compete in the Women's right. Rumble. So that championship match was fantastic, and she ended up in the Women's Rumble. She did not win, but she made a great presence. A lot of, lot of big surprises for that one. All right, here's the double main event, in my opinion. Alistair Black defeated Adam Cole in an Extreme Rules match. Adam Cole, uh, baby! Thank you. Uh, in Philadelphia, Extreme Rules. Now, you think of Extreme Rules and you think of the WWE Extreme Rules pay-per-views, they're not too extreme. You know, not a lot happens. Yeah, no. um, especially the last one that was in Baltimore. Not a lot happened. But this match was uh, 22 minutes of them beating the crap out of each other in every possible way, including a chair spot where there were two chairs faced into each other, then Adam Cole turned them facing away from each other, and he got dropped on his back on that... I'm sorry. Never ever forget with Adam Cole is that he came from CZW. He sure did. A lot of people forget that he came from CZW. Also, if you've ever seen any of his ladder matches with Ryan McBride and MCW, Adam Cole can throw it down in any kind of match... You know, you can put in front of him. Trust me, I know. I've teamed with Adam Cole. There you go. Adam, I was Adam Cole's first opponent in Maryland at JD Byriders in Glen Burnie, Maryland during wow. the Maryland title tournament. So Adam Cole has came a long way, you know, a, a lot. I may have to correct you on that. He wrestled Drew Gulak. Oh, well, whatever. Yeah. He did one of his first matches <laughs> right here in Maryland, Maryland was, you know, with that. Yeah. So, but, you know, and Drew. Drew's another one. Speaking of which, with Rumble, uh, the, the, the house show, which I was at. I took my sister to the house show. Right. Drew Gulak delivered with that. Him and Cedric Alexander had probably match of the night, went about 20 minutes. It was great. And the chicken box. The yep, World Farms right, Arena. Right there in the chicken box. <laughs> and, and, also, and also with the... Uh, with the Extreme Rules match in Philly, you almost have to bring it because you have to because because oh, yeah. with Philly you have CZW there. That's that's ECW, ECW, ECW country, country. Oh, sure. Yeah. So you have to have that type of match for Extreme. Oh Rules. no doubt, and in it delivered. Philly. It delivered. It was extreme, and it was a great story told, and they beat the crap out of each other. And then Adam Cole, baby, surprise in the Men's Royal Rumble the next day, and he was all beat up. Nice. Can you believe? And he got a huge pop, and he's got the fans eating right out of his hand. He just lowers himself a little bit and throws his arms up, and it's Adam Cole, baby. And then he also revealed that Undisputed Era is not only for NXT, but also Raw and SmackDown. So it should be interesting. So basically, I don't know if they're going to play them as a free agent type thing, kind of like what they're doing with Cena or whatever and all that. Mm-hmm. But it'll be interesting to see. And, you know, good for those guys because yeah. they're all very, very talented. Extremely talented. Probably something to look for after after WrestleMania because that's what usually when they oh. migrate everyone to the to the main roster. Hey, pick your fork back up. You drop yeah, it. I mean, yeah. you just drop it silverware all <laughs> yeah. over the place. We're going to feed you. Man, come on. Speak of which, more mozzarella sticks, please. All Thank right. <laughs> servant number three. Wait a minute. That's not servant number three. Yeah, I don't trust servant number three. I'd, I'd prefer for him not to come uh, back. All right. Let me. I'll tell you, he's going to turn heel. We'll get servant number four out here because I got a lot of them and maybe one of the security guards. But anyway, um, moving on uh, to the second half of what I thought was the main. Now, this match... I, I, I was popping for this match. I was marking out for this match. Let's throw all the wrestling lingo in there. Andrade Cien Almas, who was the champion going in, 
uh, with Zelina Vega on the outside, who was actually uh, looking like Lita. She was doing the homage to Lita with the way she was dressed. Um, defeated Johnny Gargano in a 32-minute classic. Did anybody else see this match from beginning to end? Nope. No. no. Please watch it on the WWE Network for $9.99. I don't care if we're promoting them because promotional consideration paid for by the following. Nobody. At this point, we have no promotional consideration, but we will put over the network. We will put over Deer Park Water. We will put over Coke Zero. Coke Zero Sugar, whatever that is. We'll put over the Baltimore Orioles, but we're going to put over this match. I'm just going to put this out there. You know how they talk about Ricky Steamboat, Randy Savage, WrestleMania 3 being one of the greatest matches of all time, just from beginning to end, storytelling, action, all this other stuff. Plus, you had George Steele and Elizabeth on the outside kind of feeding into this. Um, wow. This match started off as a little bit of you know, a little bit of chain wrestling, a little bit of feeling each other out, but in their way, it was not the same thing that you see. Everything is not cookie cutter. None of this was cookie cutter. And this match had so many false finishes, I was, I was fooled. Oh my god, I had no idea who was going to win. This match, I can't put it over enough. Please watch it. It was so fantastic. Plus, um, Johnny Gargano's wife, uh, drawing a blank. She's now on NXT. Um, oh, I know who you're speaking yeah, of. I can't think of her name. Sorry, yeah. cannot think of her name right now. But anyway, she's uh, she was out there, and now she's signed NXT. And then she's in, in this storyline now, too. So... Fantastic. Plus, they revealed War Machine. They revealed EC3. They revealed Ricochet all out in the crowd. So they're bringing the ROH. They're bringing the TNA Impact. They're bringing the New Japan. All the feel. WWE is encompassing it all. Um, NXT, I think, honestly, from a wrestling standpoint, is probably the premier, you know, brand right now. You, you put on NXT to see great action. You do. And Raw and SmackDown kind of like, they're, they're not really catching up with the times because I feel like we're entering that era where good matches are appreciated again. Mm-hmm. You know, people want Definitely. more shut up and get in the ring and throw it down. Absolutely. You know, and Raw and SmackDown are lacking that a ton. You know? We get one or two here and there, but it's, you need at least one match like that, similar yeah. to that style every show. I mean, they got three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown. Yeah. Why not? You know what I'm saying? It's no. bad that they say that the pay-per-view has to live up to NXT. Right. You know, it's And you also have to consider like the, the NXT guys, they're trying to push or push themselves to make it to Raw SmackDown yeah. sure. to get that Raw SmackDown type of payday, which the current current roster they're still they're still putting on good matches, but yeah. they're already they're already at that level. Right, they're where they don't made, have to fight they're, they're to get to that, that level. Way, so yeah. Right. They're almost kind, of, almost kind of mailing it in compared to the NXT guys trying to make make their way up to the next level. I see that comparison. They, and they say that, I mean, it's the same comparison between, like, college and professional sports. It's, you yeah. know, that college players just play harder. Yeah. You know, the games get more intense than on a professional level. Yeah, and NXT is just, uh, it's exactly the place to watch. If you want a, a wrestling match, if you want to fight, you want to see bell-to-bell action, that's where you're going to get. They do have their own storylines, but they focus more on the action in the ring. Uh, very good. By the way, Andrade Cien Amas, after going through that 32-minute war, showed up in the Royal Rumble, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> and was so, in there for a while. He was in there for yeah. almost oh, yeah. 30 minutes yeah. in the Rumble. Yeah. So he went an hour over the weekend. Uh, fantastic. Uh, and Andrade, I've always, I was kind of, just kind of weak on him in the beginning. I knew he was a good technician and in-ring worker, but he was a hand. He he didn't have the story behind him. I know he can play this character up even more than he's doing now, but he's a champion for a reason, and he, he belongs there. And also, at the end of this whole pay-per-view, and I love how they do this, they sign off, the, the trademark goes off at the bottom of the screen, it's all over, 
And then Tommaso Ciampa comes out hobbling on a crutch and takes the crutch and nails Johnny Gargano in the back and he's celebrating at the top of the ramp. And and Ciampa's still hurt from before. But he got up and did this and came out to give more heat to um, that feud when it comes back, when he comes back. Him and Gargano are going to tear each other apart. And that's going to sure. be fantastic. So NXT TakeOver, watch it. Especially the last two matches. Please, on the WWE Network, do it. Um, so let's go through some quick results of the Royal Rumble and then again jump in anywhere where we've got it. Um, let me just uh, jump in here. Oh, by the way, you mentioned this earlier, the general manager of 205 Live. We didn't mention who that actually is. <laughs> so Who is he? I don't know the guy. I've so, seen a picture of him. Rockstar Spud, as he used to be known. What? Yes. In uh, TNA Impact, they're losing everybody. But what are they calling him now? Derek Keithley or something yeah, like that? Something weird. Something very yeah. weird. Derek Maverick. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm, I'm hearing. Derek Maverick. That makes sense. Derek Keithley, Derek Maverick. So it sounds like a porn name, but yeah. it's not. It's 205 Live. Yeah. It's keeping 205 Alive. And apparently they're having a tournament to determine the new champion, because Enzo was the champion. So they're having a tournament that's huge, and it's culminating at WrestleMania. So 60-some 60, oh, 60 days away. There you go. There you go. So good on him. So Rockstar Spot. Yeah, um, let's just throw Impact Wrestling in here for a minute. So they've got new, they've got new management. Still you know. Around. Uh, they're still around, yeah. I mean, they were around a little bit. They had the six-sided ring, I think, when you were when you were outside of the mansion. Um, but now they have the four-sided ring again. They're being uh, booked by, I believe, it's uh, the gentleman who was uh, playing Cyrus. Uh, what was his name? Oh, Don Callis. Yeah, Don Callis. Yeah. Yep. And the also jackal. the jackal, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And also Scott Demore, uh, who's been in Impact forever. But uh, we thought Jeremy Borash was going to be part of that team. However. <laughs> However, flip the script, Jeremy Borash is now in WWE. And I just read that Matt Hardy just officially got the full rights to the broken character. Yes, and that was a big part of what Jeremy Borash did. And that probably came with Borash and all that. So So Matt Hardy did lose clean to Bray Wyatt on uh, the 25th anniversary of Monday Night Raw. But that's okay, because now we can rebuild... From Woken Matt Hardy to Broken Matt Hardy. Yes. And then Broken Jeff, Brother Nero. Uh, we can bring in uh, the wife, the Rebby. We can bring in King Maxwell. We can bring in uh, Vanguard One, which is the drone that goes around. We can bring in, uh, what was his gardener's name? Uh, oh, what was Benjamin? Benjamin. Yes, Senior Benjamin. Benjamin. Yeah. I, I can't wait. There's so much potential here. Um, and Matt Hardy was in the Royal Rumble as well. Got a good pop when he came out. Um, back on the Rumble. So... That's just a tangent I wanted to go off on. TNA, Impact is still around. How long will it be around? Who knows? Because Austin Aries actually showed up on their very first television taping in the new management and won their heavyweight championship from Eli Drake, who I love Eli Drake, by the way. Absolutely. And, and in street clothes, by the way. Yeah. Speaking of Austin so Aries, he will be wrestling uh, on James Ellsworth's ACW show. That's right. On, what is it, the 16th? Uh, somewhere yeah, in February, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right before MCW, right before MCW, mm-hmm. he will be... You know, I don't know who he's working, but... James Ellsworth return uh, to ACW, which is where he started. And, you know, booking in ACW, so he's been running around the Indies. He's actually on the, the new Jericho podcast. If you want to talk his Jericho, uh, check him out. James Ellsworth talks about being released from the WWE and right. uh, his time in the WWE. So, talk about that. Um, now, Ray, did you cross paths with Eli Drake? Because I know he's with a With Eli guy. Drake, no. Okay. Um, I, I do know Jimmy very well. I've actually I've worked Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy worked for EWA yeah. and all that stuff. Um, actually, big time wrestling in Hagerstown. He's going to be working Emelina. That's right. So that's going to be really good. But no, Eli Drake, I mean, I think Eli Drake very briefly was with uh, NWL slash HOPWF because mm-hmm. they're out of Hagerstown and all that. But yeah. I've never crossed paths with them. 
Yeah, I, I tell you, it's it's very interesting to see how all this is happening. And, and speaking of Austin Aries, I believe, and we talked about Rey Mysterio earlier, I believe, uh, from from sources uh, that shall remain nameless at this point in time, because you know our sources, we might, we're, we're not right. We're not wrong. We're just, just fans. Right. Oh, you knew, you remember that. Oh, it's Chris Burns said that. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't see, hear that. He's just a fan. Um, yeah, Rey Mysterio was supposed to be in that initial spot, I believe, in uh, Austin Aries with, and TNA. So Rey Mysterio did his one-time shot, possibly, at WWE. Maybe going back to Lucha, but Austin Aries is now their world champion. So, when is the next season of Lucha? Uh, season four should be starting, I guess, around the summertime. I guess they would be oh. recording it in the spring. It really bothers so, me that they do seasons. Uh, yeah, you, you don't want that. <laughs> yeah. So 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 Ray, so Ray Mysterio is supposed to have, supposed to be like I guess the world T, TNA's world champion. I guess they now. were supposed to be hit, they're the heavyweight champion over in oh. uh, you know I guess they were going to do that spot with him. Oh, okay. So no, I mean, but Austin Aries went in and get it. They still the greatest man that ever lived. He got on the mic. He didn't really shoot against WWE, not on television anyway. They didn't do that, but because yeah. uh, maybe they're not playing that game anymore. Yeah. But who knows? Uh, I mean, when he was on Jericho so, podcast. He said he didn't really have. You know, no beef with them. I think he was just unhappy with the position he had, and yeah. you know, just asked for his release, and yeah. you know, that was that. And we don't know, but I mean, Austin Aries had a great match at WrestleMania this past year. I think it was on the pre-show, but it was a great match. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, it's a great time to be a fan of pro wrestling. Damon Jason says this, says this all the time because there's just so much out there to watch. Yeah. Um, so that's good. And over the weekend, the last weekend, we were watching the Royal Rumble. Now, I'm pretty sure that most of us, now, I'm, I don't know about you, uh, if uh, Chris Burns, if you heard anything about where no, you were, no, the I Royal Rumble. Obviously, I kind of missed out on that. Well, we're going we're gonna to bring you up to speed on the no, Royal hold Rumble. Hold on, before you go there, let me just... You got a tangent? Yeah, what you just said about... Go um, ahead. There's so many places to watch, yes. you know, different wrestling. So, would you consider it a problem now that it seems like a lot of main guys from some of these other places are coming to WWE? It's like they're now snatching up all of the great indie talent. I mean, before in NXT, you know, it was almost like a homegrown place. Like, they were finding guys that weren't known. They were, like, building them up. But now they're just taking top names from Mm -hmm. all the other companies. I'll sum sum it up like this. And this is from a wrestler. Like, they may be taking all those guys, but with them taking all those guys, there's opportunity. Yeah. Because there's always someone... That can take somebody's place. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. There's always once the Undertaker's gone, you have a guy like Bray Wyatt. You know, once or Roman gone, Reigns. Yeah, yeah, or Roman Reigns. <laughs> he, you know, it, it's his yard yeah, now. It, yeah. It's opportunity. <laughs> like it's opportunity for those guys in the WWE. Will or will it not work? No. But when they're gone, you have other guys who are just as hungry, who are clawing and scratching their way to be that next guy. And this is on every WWE. level, Ray. Yeah, by that, the way, that apply, yeah, that applies to every single promotion. Yeah. Like you, like you take someone. Yeah. Like you take someone from Ring of Honor, there you go, oh, yeah. and they and they go to like NXT or someone, or Lucha Underground or something like that. There's yeah. some there's someone at, at Ring of Honor that they can groom up to that next spot, exactly, yeah. and they, and that can go, I can go all, all the way up to the WWE, and oh, yeah. even even after some of the guys leave WWE, there's options for them to go other places. I, mean, I think oh, yeah. like I'm sure I'm sure Cody Rhodes is out. On Japan or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he's in wrestling New Japan and Ring of Honor. I think he and uh, Kenny Omega are supposed to have a match on WrestleMania weekend in in the Fan Fest, not WWE, but in WrestleMania Fan Fest, okay. like right around Access or whatever it is. There's more money in them once they've come up and gotten all the way up to the WWE. They're very established now. They can go back through the other rungs of the other promotions and be worth ten times more than yeah. they were than when they went in. Yeah. So that's a great point, Chris. And that's exactly what I was going to say. So. Big Ugly, is it good? Is it bad? I think it's it's just interesting now that we have this current 
resaturation of talent. So you're not seeing the same thing every time on every show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This goes for independence all the way up to the WWE. So we're always seeing something new and different, which when we talk about the results of the Rumbles, talk about new and different. Yeah. Um, you mentioned The Undertaker, Ray. I was just about to comment. Can we throw yeah. this out there? <laughs> Raw 25, big idea, Undertaker going to come out. He came out in the Manhattan Center in front of 250 people. I'm still trying to figure out his promo. Like, that's what we're talking yeah, about here. Yeah, like it, and I love The Undertaker, honestly. The Undertaker is the reason why I decided to become a professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. First event I've ever seen was Survivor Series 1990, which is where Taker debuted. So I've followed him from day one. Right. Um, when I was at MetLife Stadium for the first WrestleMania I ever went to, when the lights went off, it was freezing cold that day. Anyways, yes, it was. Like going off and it was cold. It was like being a child again. You know, and that was Undertaker like, CM Punk, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Undertaker I remember CM Punk. That. The last successful streak match. Yep, that's right. You know, and but I don't, I don't know what it was with Raw twenty five. Like I feel like just in general, being in the Manhattan Center was a huge letdown. Like yeah. I would have been upset if I would have been one of those guys that paid eight hundred to a thousand dollars to get a seat to that event, and then the way that that just went on, you know. It, now, was it was it flubbed? I don't see the Undertaker being a guy that flubs too much. Uh, was it strategically placed on that show and in that arena to get everybody talking like we are now to see, is he coming back? Is he not yeah. coming back? The, the announcers even said, is this a warning? You know, it, what, what, I mean, he talked about all of these names that he already beat, but he said now they can finally rest in peace. So I know you didn't see this either, Chris, oh. but I mean, it was, uh, you know, I know you, you know The Undertaker over the years, so I'm going to get your take on this too. But do you feel that it was... Just done in error. It was live on TV. I don't see the WWE making too many mistakes, and, and Undertaker, I don't see making too many mistakes. Or was it strategically planned to confuse the crap out of people? What do you I think? Know, I, didn't, I didn't. Uh, I didn't hear the uh, promo when I was going to talk about the Undertaker. I was going to talk about the WWE 24 documentary that they did. Yeah, and he said, the, "Yeah, he said afterwards, you know, we'll he, see what tomorrow brings." Right, he right. Said, he said, it'd he be said, a perfect time to ride right off, off in the sunset, sunset. Yeah. but right, we'll see what tomorrow brings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that, that's part of this conversation too. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think I, I think he. I mean, I guess it was just to confuse the crowd. I think and to kind of put us in that state of like we don't know what's going to happen. Right. Um, because you can't make that. I mean, it's Raw 25. It's not like WrestleMania where you can put your hat down in the ring and your gloves and your yeah. jacket and it's gone. But he didn't wear that outfit. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. He came out, no gloves. He came out with the old hood on or whatever. His right. hair wasn't wet. Right. It was just, you know, pretty much normal for his hair. And he came in the ring, did the promo. But I, see me, I feel when he goes, everybody can finally rest in peace. I feel like, you know, that's him saying, you know, all the guys that, you know, I buried over all the years and all that stuff, they can finally Rest in peace because the Reaper of Wayward Souls is now gone. gone. That's what I'm taking from it, too. That Undertaker character is gone, but he's still here, so they can all rest in peace. But how about people he has not faced yet, like John Cena? Like, that's what the the buzz was to get him and Cena in a program together into, into WrestleMania. But is there money with that, though? Like, I love, the, I, I love The Undertaker. I love him to death. But when you look at his last three WrestleMania performances, uh, it... You know, no, I agree. He even said in WWE 24, if he can't go out there and be the best Undertaker that right. everybody expects mm-hmm. him to be, like The Undertaker who works Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania, sure. you know, had that amazing <clears throat> match, then he doesn't want to go out and do that. So, and I, I don't know... It would hurt him taking all of his stuff off and literally leaving it in the ring. And they left it there for hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They tore the ring down and started tearing down. The last thing they did was tear down the ring and take that gear out of the ring. Yeah. So it would make no sense for that. You know, it was such just such a big moment. You know? I agree. 
And and I think Undertaker has transcended himself. He doesn't need to yeah, work anymore. No. Um, it, other people can take that spot. He can be involved, maybe not work a match, but he can be involved somehow. I don't know how, but uh, why not? But And I feel like we'll always feel like there's going to be somebody else. It's like after he faces Cena, then there'll be somebody else that's like, you know, oh, we got to see the Undertaker, yeah, yeah. you know, fight this guy. It, you know, it's just like, no, nah, just let it go. Yeah, and just he's in his go. 50s. And yeah. I, now I will say, if you want to go back a couple of, couple of years he fought Brock Lesnar in a Hell in a Cell match where, which was built up to be the last time Brock Lesnar and Undertaker would ever fight each other and Brock won as he sh- did he win? I believe he I think, did win I think Brock did win because I don't think Undertaker's ever beaten Brock Lesnar at all no I don't think so no, did he beat not, him at SummerSlam? I think Taker came back when Taker came back and he did, he did beat him right he beat him at SummerSlam yeah. but wasn't he that low, controversial yeah, I think that was controversial yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. and then uh, Lesnar gave him the finger while he was like right. putting him to sleep yeah. which was part of what led into this uh, Hell in a Cell match now that was a 30 minute match and that, t- that match Taker looked great he yeah. looked great physically he worked his ass off he, you know, he beat his ass. He got his ass beat, and after that, every Undertaker match that we've seen after that has just yeah, not been yeah. good. Not good, man. unfortunately. And I honestly, just tell with the way he walks. It's oh yeah. Just, yeah, I honestly think the last great Undertaker WrestleMania match was him and Triple H in Hell in a Cell. That was oh, the yeah. last. And I was there for that one. Was that with Shawn Michaels? Got yeah, that Shawn was Michaels the, the, referee. The end of the era match. Yeah, yeah. Was it twenty-eight? Was it WrestleMania twenty-eight? Yes, yeah. Miami. Actually, wasn't no because him and Punk did good, but Taker it wasn't the same, you know. Taker like Punk carried a lot of that, right? But the story and Punk had a big chip on his shoulder too because Punk thought he oh, should have yeah. been in the main event, yeah, thought he yeah. should have been paying more, all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just like Punk and Undertaker; it was like WrestleMania twenty nine in general. It was it, it twenty nine didn't have like that blockbuster moment that yeah, stood right. out. It was like completely. I just thought. It was Completely predictable. Yeah, like you, like you watched that, you knew that Undertaker was going to beat CM Punk. You knew that John Cena yeah. was going to beat The Rock. I yeah. really got nothing out of WrestleMania 29. I hate saying that, but I hope them coming back to MetLife next year really kind of makes up for that. Redeem themselves. Yeah, it kind of like I wasn't really a huge fan of WrestleMania 30. So hopefully this Mania this year at you know the Superdome. Kind of <laughs> exceeds that. Silver Dome. Right. <laughs> yeah. 30, whatever, whatever. Uh, yeah. 30 was Daniel Bryan, right? Yeah. 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 Which was predictable. Everybody yeah. knew it yeah, was Yeah, of happen. course. Of course. But there was no. Yeah, right. Again, that's another show where there was. Yeah. Now, the streak was broken. That was the biggest part of yeah. WrestleMania 30. Shock. Yeah, that, right. shot that, that was a shock. The match <clears throat> was terrible, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah. But the shock value of what happened at the end was. That's what I'm going to remember. Plus, that WrestleMania is when Hogan came out, Austin came out, Rock came out, all in the beginning, and they fed off each other. That's my moments, right? And I was live for that one, too. I was very happy to be there for those moments. By the way, the Superdome, not the greatest arena in the world. It's very old, it's very small. Don't go there if you don't have to. I heard it still has the troughed urinals, like it the does. long trough. They, yeah. yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. So I was peeing against a, a couple other guys, man. And I was like, man, I don't even have like yeah, urinal here. <laughs> the hell. But uh, hey, you know, if you're going to New Orleans this year, enjoy yourself. Have New fun. Orleans is great, though. It's a great city, yeah. uh, and they're going to have a lot of a lot of fun things to do. So um, yeah, lots of tangents right there. But let's talk about the Royal Rumble and then go into a break and then come back uh, after that, so we can wrap this thing up with some indie talk. Indie talk. Um, so Royal Rumble itself, pre-show, Kalisto, Grand Metalik, and Lince Dorado defeated TJP, Gentleman Jack Gallagher, and Drew Gulak in a six-man tag team cruiserweight match, and it was what it was yeah, for a for a five thirty pre-show. Not bad. <laughs> uh, the revival. 
Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson defeated Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson of the club. Uh, that match had a little bit of better vibe to it. Not as good as all four of those guys can go, but it's an appreciation. They did their job. Uh, Bobby Roode came out to a huge pop and defeated the unsuspecting Mojo Raleigh as the surprise opponent for the I U.S. Just, title. I can't buy into Mojo Raleigh for some reason. I, I appreciate the guy for wearing the Maryland colors Me or whatever. Me too. Right. Yeah. Winner of the but Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Am I the only one who feels that all the guys who won the Andre Battle Royal really have went on to do nothing? Like Baron Corbin won it. Cesaro is really the only guy that's kind of still kind of floating around. Mm-hmm. Big Show's pretty much retired. Yeah. And you have Mojo Raleigh who won it, and he really went, you know. Didn't really do anything that, after so. that. Yeah. They tried and, a couple and things. And definitely, like, not, not as a singles, because it's like, you know, Cesaro never really gets a true singles push. Yeah. So. No. Well, I mean, I think what Cesaro and Sheamus are doing right now is phenomenal. Uh, I love the bar. I think it's great. I uh, think it, I don't understand Mojo Raleigh. You know, with before when he was a, a face, it was all about the you know I don't get hype, I stay hype thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now as a heel, it's like what what it? What, yeah, what, what are you? Yeah, what, what are you? Is, right. Yeah. What's a, your gimmick? Right. Like, <laughs> you're just angry. Uh. <laughs> let's get into some. Well, before we go through the main card, let's go into some Facebook comments. So because we appreciate everybody following us on Facebook. We um, don't. What's up? No, I said we don't. You suck. <laughs> you suck. Um, you know, and by the way, please follow us on Facebook because there's an updated Facebook page. It's called the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast 2018. So um, we've combined a couple of older pages and we've got followers, lots of followers, which is great. You know, also on Twitter, the DU Wrestling Podcast, uh, DU Wrestling Pod on Twitter. Follow us on the Twitter as well. So we asked a couple days ago, what do you think about the Royal Rumble itself? Anything over the weekend? So we got a couple of uh, shout-outs here that we're going to give to people who gave us some detailed bits here. Uh, Jam and Jason wrote in, and he said, uh, as he mentioned, uh, that does probably the most entertaining weekend of wrestling he's ever watched. He wished Ronda Rousey would have pulled out a contract out of her pocket and signed it right there in front of Stephanie before shaking her hand. That would have made quite the impact. So, you know, spoiler alert, Ronda Rousey's in the WWE now. I think we all know that by now. That happened at the end of the night. Um... She just came out, basically pointed at the WrestleMania sign. Actions speak louder than words. Which I think took away from Oscar, honestly. I agree. Oscar won the Women's Royal Rumble, which was the main event of the show, as we come to find out. I mean, we didn't even get to a point at that moment where Oscar actually got to determine who she was going to face, right? You know, and it's like so that really takes away because that's supposed to be her moment to say, "I'm going to face you know Charlotte or whatever she was going to do." Instead, you got Ronda Rousey that just comes out and takes away the shine and. That's it. That's like the women's about. rumble. In my honest opinion, you know, a lot of people can say what they want about the women. They delivered. They did. That was oh, the God. better of the two rumbles. The men's rumble has been a letdown, in my opinion, for the last seven or so years. Like it's just nothing, you know, new with it. But the women's rumble had the surprises. You yeah, had all kinds of surprise entrants, and they all killed it. Every single one. They did. And we're going to talk more about the rumble when we get into the results. That's very true. Um, and I, I enjoyed that rumble. Maybe I enjoyed it more because I was there live. Um, Possibly, but I, I really liked the way that was booked as well. But the Women's Rumble, for the first time ever, they did deliver, and they were put on the spot that they deserved to be on the show. Uh, we got uh, Trillionaire Schlong, as he used to be called. Um, <laughs> my, my boy Brian, yes. Uh, he was part of the Backyard Feds back in the raw. Trillionaire Schlong. That's a, that, that is, can we say Schlong? I guess we can. Yeah, we can. We can. I guess it's dirty and ugly, right? Uh, so he agreed. He said, finally, a weekend of wrestling worth something. Honestly, NXT is such a breath of fresh air. Rumble was solid, and the Rowdy One's uh, rival played to perfection. To have a 42-year-old 42 42 year mark uh, 
42-year-old Mark out takes a feat, so I guess that's him showing his age. He marked out. We all marked out. Um, the question is, can they maintain as Raw and SmackDown uh, were let down? So, and we will get into Raw and SmackDown as well, but they were apparently not as good as the, say, Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania is concerned. So, possibly that is the case. So, got a couple more comments here. Um, the cut above Richard Bonaire, who's been on our podcast before. He's a part of a tag team called Masquerade, which is an SWO. Remember them back in SWO? I've heard of them. Rich, okay, you've heard of them, Richard Bonaire. <laughs> I like that. Um, he had quite a bit to say. He was there at the Rumble, too. Actually, I can only paraphrase because this is really long. That's what she said. Um, slightly disappointed with the undercard and pre-show as a whole. The only matches that wowed were the Rumbles and the Handicap match. Uh, the story of Styles and, and Cammy, as they're known, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, uh, was fantastic. Uh, the drama followed well with AJ uh, underdog story. The tag team two out of three fall match didn't have a truly defined face or heel. We'll get into those results. Hard to cheer when you aren't supplied with the proper information. It's interesting. Uh, Men's Rumble was great. One of the best in years. Surprises were great. Marked out for Rey Mysterio, who was Rey at number 27, as we'll talk about a little bit later. Surprise entrant and the Hurricane. Stand back. That was great. Yeah, that was fantastic. Came in and spent 60 seconds in there, got thrown out. Beautiful. Uh, final six was nice to see the old school face off against the new school in the men's rumble. Balor, who stayed in there for an hour, by the way, just about, got a lot of time, and they gave Nakamura something to heat him up. Raw tag match was flat and didn't flow at all. That's what we're going to get into. That's the match that followed the men's rumble, and everybody was flat at that point. Mm. All the energy was gone. Uh, Part-time champion shouldn't exist, exist, and it's hard to believe matches when all we know is Roman and Brock and Mania, so the predetermined. Women's Rumble, main eventing, exactly what we wanted to see. Legends were getting to share the ring with current women. Picture perfect. Also nice to see uh, Lita and first time in that day. That was a big swerve because she wasn't at the Raw 25, but Lita yeah. was actually in the Women's Rumble. Very good. Spaced out the Legends well to give guidance to the younger ones. Gave us little hints for big money matches that can go on down the line. Uh, the right woman won, Asuka, which we just talked about. She sure did. Rousey was awesome to see, but awkwardly pointing her hand at the sign was just weird and took away from them. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Was, I'm glad I'm not it was a little one. awkward. Man. It was very awkward. And she kept doing this, like, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Tension set up between her and Asuka and her and anybody else. All in all, undercard was flat. Rumbles were great. So, Thank you for all of that. Um, as we go into the quick results, we appreciate our Facebook fans and anybody else who follows and subscribes to us on anything. We do appreciate it, don't we, Big Ugly? Yes. We do We do like it. And, by the way, we're on Instagram now as of this past week. Thank uh, you for that. I, you're no, no problem whatsoever. I took my personal Instagram account and per, I merged it into a business account. So uh, now it's uh, you can find it under Dirty Ugly Wrestling, also Mikey D, and The Voice of Maryland. So all three of those, you'll get Dirty Ugly Wrestling. Beautiful thing. Um, comments, questions, concerns before we move on to the main card results. Ray, anything on your mind? I'm good. Chris nope. Burns, nope. you need any mozzarella sticks second to helping? Doing okay? No, I think I'm good right now. Are they hot all right? Oh, yeah, they're good. Okay, good. Big Ugly, how <laughs> you doing? Good, let's do it, man. And are we doing on time? Yeah. We all right? All right. And thank you all for listening to us. We appreciate you. So, the first match of the main card was the handicap match, where AJ Styles defended and successfully defended his WWE Championship against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. To me, in person, might have been harder to follow what was going on, because apparently the illegal man was covered and uh, the wrong man was pinned, so there's, there's beef there, and uh, Owens and Zayn are now facing each other to see who faces AJ Styles. That's what happened on SmackDown this past week. 
Um, but that match was okay. Any thoughts on this match? Let's go around the table. Anybody? No, I missed it. You missed I, I it. I think that... Uh, it was good. It was okay. But go ahead. Big I ugly. I think that exactly what you said. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't think there's anything uh, special about it. It was just okay. I don't really have any... No nope. Shane, yeah. no Daniel Bryan, except for a backstage segment, which, yeah, which was really I really expected them to be more involved. Yeah, yeah. And, so. and it was it was good, but it's that whole you know not one man can beat two type thing, right? And you know I I didn't really like the whole tag format in it. Like I felt like it was going to be like a true handicap match, like right. both of those guys in the ring at the same time with AJ. But for what it was, it was great. I I enjoyed it, so yeah. I give it like a seven out of ten. Honestly. Okay. So also I think that good match to start off the show with. Yeah. When it comes to those kind of handicap matches, it's like I, AJ doesn't strike me as a person that should be in those matches, given like his size mm-hmm. and stuff. It just seems weird, especially compared to like a Kevin Owens. When you put like a Roman Reigns in that situation because he's the big dog, <laughs> it's like I can see that, but I don't know. For AJ, uh, it's kind of weird seeing him in that. I, and the, the crowd live was okay. I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was. And I didn't really get until the replay showed what the, the, the blind tag or the tag that didn't happen or whatever because pinning the illegal man. And we couldn't hear the commentary either. So uh, unless you were watching the network, which some people were doing on their social media devices. <laughs> but I was there. I wanted to watch it live. I wanted to experience it live. But then when I went back and watched it on the network, I get the story and then watching SmackDown. So for what it was, 7 out of 10, I kind of agree right around that area. Um, the Usos who are hot right now, really, really hot, and supposed to be, excuse me, the heels, um, which they actually ended they up over. being they over. over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they defeated uh, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin in a two out of three fall match that went two falls, two which I marked out for huge because you never see it. No, you never see it, happen. and we were talking about that because so, it's always going to last three falls. You know, there's always going to be a comeback fall, but this wasn't. Now was uh, the was this, I mean, was that ending flubbed at all, or was it supposed to go down that way? Because it looked a little sloppy from inside the arena. But what did you guys think? Was it just, did they fast track something? Did somebody get hurt? Or did was this just what was supposed to happen? I think it's supposed to happen. It just looked sloppy. Yeah, I think they were just working quick. Yeah. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. Like, you know, everything was, and they probably had a certain amount of time for that. Yeah. And you have so much going on with that. I mean, granted, it's on a network, but you still don't want it to run too long. Yeah. So, you know, you have so much other following up behind you and all that stuff that I, you know, I think it's the way it was supposed to be. It just ended up just being quick and sloppy. I mean, unfortunately, sloppy stuff happens in pro wrestling. Yeah. Now, think about this, though. That first fall lasted maybe, the whole match, 13 minutes, 55 seconds. That first fall was about 10 or 11 minutes. Yeah. That first fall could have been a match in and of itself. There was a lot of back and forth. Uh, uh, a lot of heat, a lot of false finishes. So, like, man, this is the first fall of three, but then the second fall was really quick. Yeah. So, and it was the two out of three fall, which you never see two straight falls. Yeah. So, what do you think about two out of three fall matches, Chris? I know you didn't see this one, but no, what I do you? Uh, uh, yeah, two straight falls. It does. It's pretty interesting. It is because you, usually you know it's going to go to the third fall. Yeah. But two two, two straight falls does kind of stand out, and no one really sees that coming. Really. Yeah, it's true. Right. Yeah. I'm a fan of the users. I real I think they're one of the greatest pure tag teams that uh, is in the business today. Yeah. I and love this, the users. And this hill turns like the best thing that could have happened. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, honestly, I thought they were going to have the belts taken off of them due to the DWI. That's yeah. what I honestly think. But you know what? The true life Uso penitentiary. Is <laughs> right. Look at how many guys back in the day got like DUIs and right. stuff. Oh look at God. Flair. How much Flair drank. Flair said in his 30 for 30 how they were drinking in the car and throwing the cans out the window while they yeah. were going down the road. And know? he was wrestling an hour every night. Yeah. <laughs> so... 
Um, interestingly enough, by the way, before we get to the men's rumble, Andre the Giant, the uh, the HBO behind the scenes, the whole documentary is happening in April. They just put out the trailer. Yeah, for that should look pretty good. That, that, looks, that looks good, man. And and there's been so many stories that have been put out about Andre the Giant on E or you know, Lifetime or everything, but this is digging into a little bit more of how Andre, you know, lived his life in misery basically, and how he was he was the gentlest giant around you, but if you pissed him off, <laughs> he'll. Oh. he'll He'll destroy you. He hated Warrior. Hated oh, absolutely. Warrior. Yeah. There was a good. There's a good story on the self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior, which is a DVD that came out a long time ago before Warrior came back into the Hall of Fame. And Bobby Heenan actually tells this story before one of his last appearances, where Andre liked to do the spot where he gets tied up into the ropes, which he always loved that spot. So he wanted, you know, wanted Warrior to come off and hit him with a clothesline so he could take the bump into the ropes. So he said, just come off, take two steps, and do it slow. Don't go. It's like. First time, 150 miles an hour. Second time, 250 miles an hour. Third time, 350 miles an hour, but Andre just got tired of it. He just put up his fist like straight out, cracked his paint, as Bobby Heenan said. <laughs> and then the next night, dink, 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 yeah. two miles an hour. <laughs> yep. Pop. He learned. And then he said, exactly. That's what he said, right? He said, he learned. <laughs> Called him the boss for a reason. I can't wait for that Andre the Giant, Ben. Uh, that's great. By the way, watch the Ric Flair uh, 30 for 30 as well, ESPN. Is, it, is, there, is there any other ways of seeing it besides ESPN, like online or something like you that? You can probably find it on YouTube or anywhere. Yeah, yeah I believe it's on YouTube yeah. now. Yeah, because I, I don't have HBO or anything like that. I mean, well, I mean, you got to have uh, back where you have in your palatial, you know, estate. Yeah. Uh, you got to have some kind of streaming policy. You know, something. I, oh, I usually have like Netflix and Hulu. Cause Netflix and Hulu. I don't watch enough cable to right. pay for cable. Now, see, you got your cell phone on you, which is great. So, are you charging your device now? So, just in case, you know, you get out of here, you got GPS, man, to get you out of the get you out of the mansion. Well, hopefully, I have a full map as long as I've been in this mansion. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good mansion. We appreciate it. It's kind of weird that I can get lost in 27 rooms, but I can know my way around 32s of mine. <laughs> oh, you got 32 rooms. Oh, he just one-upped us. Let's talk about the Men's Royal Rumble. Now, uh, I'm going to go through. I'm not going to go through all 30 participants. I'm just going to go through the, uh, the main ones. Now, first of all, Rusev, so over. Oh, yeah. He was the most over all night long. This Rusev Day thing, so over. And I would have been okay if he won the Rumble. Probably wasn't going to oh, happen, but... Yeah. I love Rusev, and it was just, it was fantastic. Yeah. I thought he was going to be one of the final four. I honestly. did, too. And and he was uh, one of the one of the last ones. Uh, in, actually, I think he was the last one against Roman Reigns yeah. in Philadelphia. Yeah. So him being first was uh, quite interesting and, and so over. Uh, Finn Balor, number two, lasted almost an hour, and uh, they're not letting this go. The people who lasted longest in the Rumbles, they are mentioning it on TV. They are not letting this go. So fantastic. Nice red jacket he had. Usually he wears the black. Yeah. He was that. wearing the Daredevil colors. Yes, yeah. he was. Yeah, Turtle, Daredevil cool. red. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had Rhino come out to the big ECW chant number three, which uh, Bubba Ray Doubly came out number three as the ECW. Um, so Rhino was in there. Heath Slater. Let's talk about Heath Slater. Man's got kids. <laughs> Man had, that's a chant that went on in Philadelphia. He's got kids. Basically, he came out and kept getting knocked down in the in the entrance way. He could not get in the ring, and every entrant after him kept knocking him down, knocking him down, knocking him down. Now I don't know how that looked live, 
But I know on TV when they kept on cutting to a camera, it got kind of monotonous after a while. Like probably like after like number four, yeah, it just kind of got monotonous. And somebody came out, I forgot who it was. They just kind of came out and like clotheslined him. And it's like, dude, you take a clothesline <laughs> every day in the ring, and one clothesline just puts you down right. for like two right. minutes. Like that know. was on the floor though, so he yeah. bumped on the floor. Yeah, now, did he did he make it into the ring eventually? Yeah. Yes, yeah. he did. Okay. He got thrown right out. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Biggie not put pancakes before. in his face, right? Yeah, Biggie yeah. put pancakes cakes in his face um but not before you know when he got in the ring um he actually Seamus was the next entrant and it's it was his birthday by the way Seamus came in and in less than two seconds Seamus was eliminated by Heath Slater yeah big big yeah, pop yeah, yeah. huge so, and so, then so they're not so not doing like a Slater mania thing like they did with no, Thomas Axel even yeah. though I loved Axel mania I was <laughs> a big no, fan yeah. of that um no and he got thrown right out by Bray Wyatt which uh, got a lot of heat on Wyatt because Wyatt is very dry right now um, so, uh, number seven entrant, Andrade Cien Almas, which we talked about. Big surprise in the Rumble. Eventually eliminated by Randy Orton. But Andrade did last 29 minutes and 24 seconds in that Rumble. That nice. is amazing. Especially after he went 30 the previous night. Uh, Bray Wyatt, Big E, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. Oh, okay, this was good. Ty Dillinger said he was going to be in the Rumble. And, of course, he's the perfect 10. So, he's got to come in at number 10, right? Mm-hmm. So, he did. They played his music. And he was jumped backstage by Cammy. You know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens said, I'm going to go out to the ring and get in the Rumble. Sami Zayn said, no, I'm doing it. And Sami Zayn went out and got into the Rumble. Uh, And lasted only seven minutes. uh, But got thrown out. Uh, So, good stuff, good stuff. Shinsuke Nakamura came in at number 14, a number that has never won the Royal Rumble. um, And lasted 45 minutes and eventually eliminated Roman Reigns, which was perfectly booked, especially for Philadelphia. Uh, Let's see. Cesaro, Kofi Kingston. Ah, Kofi! So Kofi did a Kofi in this Rumble. How is Kofi going to get eliminated and how is it going to be fun? So uh, he got eliminated by, um, actually, the first time he got thrown out, uh, I believe he landed on, uh, he had one foot on Xavier Woods. Yeah. Yeah. And then he put his foot on a plate of pancakes. Yeah. Yeah. So both feet never hit the floor. (laughs) And then he got... And then they gave him a boost. They gave him a boost, right, over the top rope, back in the ring, and then he got eliminated immediately (laughs) by Andrade. But that was beautiful, how Kofi was getting eliminated. That's one of the most exciting things about the Royal Rumble is Kofi's... You know, it's almost eliminations. Yeah. Like, what's he gonna come up with next? Did you see the bump he took last year? Like on that big post that they got on the outside, that big HD oh, post. Oh yeah, he yeah. actually slipped himself off the post and took the chest right into the. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. And he didn't protect himself. It just boom, slam. Um, gender. I'm still a fan of gender, by the way. Uh, we got this. John Cena came in at number twenty, um, and he was eliminated eventually by Shinsuke Nakamura. And the hurricane came out at number twenty-one. Stand back got a big pop. I would have. It would have been much more memorable for me if Hurricane would have choke slammed John Cena and then got <laughs> thrown out by somebody else. Yeah. Like just you know, just that whole thing with the choke slam. He did go I for love, the He did go for it, and I yeah, love it, man. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, he just looks so stupid trying to do it. <laughs> and he came out doing his little pose and everything like that. He did it all the way back. So it was great to see the hurricane. Wonderful. Um, then, uh, so the, this rumble had ups and downs. So, you, you know, had big pops and big things. Uh, Adam Cole, baby, number 23. Unbelievable. Uh, come out all beat up, but came out. And then the winner of the Royal Rumble last year, Randy Orton, came out, RKO'd a lot of people. Uh, Titus Worldwide came out, you know, whatever. The that Miz. That was kind of questionable. Titus, I, I can't buy into Titus. I've never been a Titus fan. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I'm on and get, off I don't get the Titus Royal Wild. When yeah. the first was starting, I was like, okay, we might have something, but now I'm just like, I, I don't like. Just get rid of it. I, yeah. I don't think that. Uh, I don't think because you know one of the I guess his main clients will be Apollo Cruz, and the problem is Apollo Cruz doesn't have any charisma, or anything. You know, yeah. he's flat. he's not the real Apollo Cruz. No, we right. know yeah. the real Apollo yeah. Cruz. Yeah. He's with a Z. Yeah. He's the baddest man in Maryland. Apollo Cruz. You sure have. Yeah. yeah. So I think that I think that uh, Titus for what he's doing needs some other more charismatic superstars to kind of help bring that whole like gimmick along mm-hmm. um, but it's just not working out it's not and and you know he it's part of that you need filler somewhere in the rumble you can't have everybody be a big pop big surprise so I guess he, he was one of the fillers uh, The Miz came out at number 26 which was my pick and he did not win um, but we, we had kind of talked about The Miz a little bit offline to how awesome he is and how he could have a big run here sometime in the near future uh, now his wife is scheduled to give labor very close to WrestleMania, so he wants to be there for the birth of his child. However, Actually. I do see him. WrestleMania comes first. That's, that's <laughs> the, it, you know you get on a plane and just fly out to wherever she is. Exactly, you know, until your match finishes. Just fly in and fly back. You know she's going to be in labor for a lot longer than that event's going to take place. So yeah. just have him go on first, lead off the show, win, defend the title, leave. Why not? But either way, he's going to be—he's going to be at the birth of his kid because yes. he doesn't want alimony to be in his vocabulary. Right <laughs> no way, absolutely. Roman Reigns, number twenty-eight, huge, um, huge heat, and he actually stayed in for twenty-one minutes. Um, so number twenty-eight, the Rumble lasted about 20, 22 minutes longer. Goldust appearing in more Royal Rumbles than anybody in history at this point. Um, just number-wise. So that was a num- nice surprise. Number 29 didn't last very long. And then Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. What, what, anticlimactic. Right, right, like, yeah. He didn't do anything. He lasted two minutes. He was eliminated by Finn Balor. It was a surprise at number 30 because he just dropped the U.S. title after he won it and, and left. But uh, now... Here's the switch. His beginning, his music is like a scratching of a record. Yeah. The beginning of CM Punk's music is the, 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 the you know, yeah. on the TV, whatever. So a couple of people got hot for CM Punk for a second, <laughs> even though that didn't happen. But and that's not going to happen. Yeah. So people just need no. to let that go. Yeah, you can let it go. Yeah. I, I think that the idea was that with Dolph being gone, that the people that he would get a big pop because you know it's like we would have missed him. Yeah. But I think that the audience missed the boat on this whole past thing that Dolph Ziggler was doing with yeah. like just coming out with no interest music yeah. and all of this. Right. Then he drops the title and it's just like, okay. Like, there was a time when everybody wanted Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. yeah. And that time is gone. Right. You know, so. And the build that he had when he uh, built up to this new gimmick in the U.S. title, he, right, everybody forgot. Like, right. what the hell? You know, what, right. I mean, come on. Uh, but Rey Mysterio coming out at number 27, which we talked about, which was fantastic. And then eventually, um, since Shinsuke Nakamura did win the Royal Rumble, and uh, he is going to go on to, and they asked him who he wanted to face, and he said AJ Styles right off the bat. So if that does end up happening at WrestleMania, um, great. Wrestle Kingdom, a couple years ago, same match, or same idea, but it's going to be great. So thoughts on the Rumble, thoughts on the surprises, thoughts on anything, gentlemen. What do you think, Chris Burns? You've heard about this for the first time. You can go back and watch it on the yeah, network. Yeah, I plan to. Uh, I'm sure the Japanese media is going to be all over WrestleMania, um, yeah. especially with Shinsuke and Asuka. Yeah. Main eventing huge. They can't they can't cut promos too well, but they no. they can work their asses off. Well, I know that. They, they well, I know like what what promos you hear is about all the English they really know. Cause True, because it's they're they're primarily Japanese. So yeah, they, yeah. And I'm sure they're I'm sure they're still 
taking the time to learn the English language, but yeah. I'm sure it's still a little rusty for them. Shinsuke mm-hmm. a little better than Oscar on the English, but still a little bit. shaky. I don't know why they send him out there to do a promo. <laughs> <laughs> they need somebody. They need a mouthpiece for him. Right. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure if they stick with the whole less is more with the, with his promos, I'm sure it'll be. Yeah, all he's got to say yeah, is, what on. is it? Uh, knee to your <laughs> face. <laughs> That's all you need to say. You get, get yourself over. AJ Styles, WrestleMania. Yeah. Knee, knee to, to the, the face. face. <laughs> so, Ray, what do you think? Good Royal Rumble. Yeah, you um, said it wasn't as impressive. You yeah, said the Rumbles like, have been yeah, disappointing. I mean, me, like, like right now, I'll say this for Roman. The, the year, I forgot what year it was, but it, it was the year when Batista won. Yeah, the fans were so behind Roman Reigns; right. they were cheering when for he Roman broke Reigns. the record by that, throwing out everybody. Thirteen. That was people. when the WWE ruined Roman Reigns. Oh man! Like that Rumble right there. If Roman would have won that, that would have turned everything around for Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Full circle. Absolutely. Yeah. And WWE didn't. So then the next year they go to redeem that. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the fans are like, "Well, no." Right. Now we're on to you. We know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just the whole thing. The fans just want him to turn heel so much that if he does turn heel, that will be his redemption. Mm-hmm. But WWE's not doing that. Right. Just like, you know, when Cena went back and did the rapper gimmick, and the fans went nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, but honestly, Baltimore has a pro-Roman crowd. He was at the WWE live show. Sure. And they went nuts. But the Rumble, I mean, to me, I love the women's Rumble. It's just a regular rumble. Like, you know, you knew Cena and Reigns were going to be, if not winning it, towards the end. Sure. You know, that was very predictable, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And, you know, you ended up with Baylor, Shinsuke, John Cena, and all that. And when Baylor got thrown out, you know, you were like, okay, here we go. Right. This is where it happens. Now, you know, it's going to end up being the standoff with Cena and Roman. And right. I kind of felt from that that it may not be Roman and Brock and Mania. Mm-hmm. It may very well be Roman and John Cena. Because they did have one match last year, but it was yeah. sort of it, – it, it, it was built up and it was over. You know, they could, yeah. they could have more. Yeah. They could oh, both no have doubt. more. No doubt. And that could certainly give Roman, you know, if he has that platform at WrestleMania, win or lose against John Cena, yeah. that's going to be a hell of a lot better match than it would be Roman or uh, Cena against The Undertaker. Oh, yeah. No so. doubt. No doubt at all. So, Rumble. Decent. Moving on. Next year, Phoenix. Um, which, uh, Chris Baller, you you might want to go to that one. I know you've been in Phoenix before for WrestleMania. Who so else, Who else Chris Baller? Chris Baller? Did I say that? Yes, you did. I'm sorry. I kind of <laughs> Well, you know, you could be. Uh, what's his name again? Awkward. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know it's going to be good. So you could get back to Phoenix for the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of other mid card or undercard matches that we need to talk about. Uh, the match that kind of, unfortunately, because there was a lot of steam taken out of the men's Rumble right in the middle of the show, Cesaro and Sheamus defeating Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan for the Raw Tag Team Championships was very, very flat. Yeah. Um. Uh, by the way, and there's mostly Rollins in there alone. Like well, she- Sheamus is hurt, too. I mean, I think everybody forgets the fact that Sheamus has that neck issue that Edge and Steve Austin and a few other guys have. Right. So I don't think Sheamus is going to be around much, much longer. Mm-hmm. And I did watch some of Raw, and after the match on Raw, when they had their match, you could kind of see that Sheamus felt like he was kind of hurt, and mm-hmm. that Cesaro was just kind of like, hey, are, are you okay? Mm-hmm. So I don't think Sheamus really has much longer left with his, his neck injury. That's a shame, if that's too. the case, WrestleMania would probably be it. Might yeah. be. Have him win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle War or something. Have him go out on a, a good yeah. note. Yeah. Um, what was up with Jason Jordan? Was he legitimately injured? Was that a was that a word? No, that was a word. Because I can't I, I couldn't tell from where yeah, I was. Well, I couldn't I, hear the commentary. I heard that he was legit hurt, and that's why he hasn't really been working working lately. He's been in tag matches, and he didn't do a lot when they were in Baltimore. Okay. It was a six man tag. It was Jordan. Uh, 
Jordan, Seth, Seth Rollins, Rollins, and Roman versus Miz Taraj. Mm-hmm. And he didn't really get in the ring much. Yeah. So it might be the thing that he may still be. Like, I, I don't think it was the whole head injury, you know, the mm-hmm. concussion thing. But I think he does have an injury to some extent that they're trying to cover up until they can turn him heel and feud him with Seth Rollins. Sure, which right. would be good. I'm right. looking yeah. forward to that. But the exaggerated part of the story where he was like, I'm not coming in, yeah. I think that was yeah. all the work to okay. further his storyline with And Seth once Rollins. it got to the end and where he said, you know, he was going to take the tag or whatever it was, and I was like, okay, now that part definitely worked. But he, I mean, he was outside for a good, you know, eight, yeah. ten minutes. And he didn't uh, get... Because what happened to him? He only got hit, right? Like, Yeah, it wasn't like a... It wasn't like horrible, yeah. Yeah, it was something like... Like, he got like a thumb to the eye. Right. And he was like <laughs> out for like 10 minutes, <laughs> and it's like, what is this? So we had that match. Then we came up a little bit more with Brock Lesnar uh, defending successfully the Universal Championship uh, against Kane and Braun Strowman. Uh, this was more of a platform for Lesnar and Strowman, even though there was a lot of big spots, a lot of high-impact stuff. Um... But at the end, Kane just kind of disappeared, and because Kane was the one that got beat, which obviously we all knew was coming, um, and it was Brock and Strowman facing off against each other, basically, in the outway. So uh, that match was what it was. I think Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins versus John Cena was a much better triple threat match the last time the Rumble was in Philadelphia, in my opinion, and CM Funk will tell you the same thing. Um, so, yeah, Lesnar... Is what it is right now. He needs a different opponent. I, I need Lesnar to be that special attraction and do. Yeah, I'm actually things. tired of seeing Lesnar. That's with, the thing. I'm, yeah, I'm, I was I'm just getting ready to say that. Yeah. Like I, I'm over the Suplex City thing. Yeah. Literally, the match with Brock Lesnar and Kane in Baltimore, which was a selling point. And oh yeah, I don't know if you guys know this. A fun little fact: that was the highest drawing house show ever in the history of the Chicken Box. Really? For WWE? Holy was crap. that show there? It looked like it was a sellout, and also merchandise sales and all that stuff. Wow. When you look at the specs, they sold very good. So Brock is still a huge draw. Sure. But with that being said, when the match happened, they were the fourth match on the card. Really? And with even with interference from Braun Strowman, it lasted four minutes and. 27 seconds. Wow. So, yeah, that that was the whole thing right there. So, it's like, you know, I'm just kind of over the suplexes and stuff like that. I think their match at the Rumble was pretty decent. I liked it for what it was. Yeah. But it's also the kind of thing that we were talking about before, you know, we started, you know, going live is that, you know, you're going to either have a Brock Lesnar or a John Cena or a Roman Reigns as your champion on Raw. Mm-hmm. You know, the guys like Matt Hardy and Miz and all that, they're going to have to go over to SmackDown yeah. and win that belt because Ooh. they're – you know, yeah. yeah. I called Matt to win the Rumble. Boy, was that all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he was, was in the Rumble. Rumble. Yeah. He did not win. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, you're right. I, and they, they need to beef up SmackDown a little bit more. They need to give SmackDown a little bit yeah. more. Well, we said on the last we, podcast, we, we said, we said Woken Matt Hardy needs to go to SmackDown if it's going to yeah. succeed. Yeah. And now he might be broken. And now he yeah. uh, might have Jeremy Borash. And, 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 yeah, things are changing in the WWE. Things are good. And even Raw and SmackDown now have a different feel. They changed some of the, the logoing. They changed some of the lettering. They changed some of the video work. A um, lot more realistic feel now. So they're borrowing a lot of... A lot of impact and a lot of TNA stuff. So we're going to see what happens moving forward. Let's jump into the Women's Rumble, the main event of the evening. Oh, real quick. Let's do that. Go ahead. Before we get there, we're kind of talking about, you know, things that are going to be setting up for WrestleMania. Who do you guys think will be Triple H's opponent? Who, hmm. who are we taking for a few? You know, there, there, <laughs> Sorry. There, there's a lot of talk with that. A lot of people are saying Braun. But I'm, I'm kind of... Leaning like of it not being Braun, I'm actually kind of yeah. I love Triple H and all that stuff, but I'm just kind of hoping that he doesn't work Mania because right now at this point, like if you haven't set it up yet, 
there's really no concept in going anywhere with it because you don't have a lot of time to build it. Yeah. Like the Seth Rollins then last year was kind of, you know, a given. Yeah. And all that due to what happened. I like the build up more than the actual match, even though the match that they felt was spectacular. It was a decent match, but I just didn't get anything out of it. If anything, it'll be Kurt. Which is fine. Yeah. Kurt Angle. Kurt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Probably a logical choice. Yeah, they can protect each other, and they're two legends going at it, so yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that. Of course, at the same time, does WrestleMania really need another Triple H match or no. a card angle match? No. No. I mean, think la- think last year's WrestleMania went on like almost six hours. Yeah. yeah. You, need, you need to cut that down. And hopefully they don't have an 85-yard entrance this year. The, yeah, the entrance that was... <laughs> Oh, what are they going to do in uh, Arizona for the Rumble? You remember it was at uh, when it was in uh, San Antonio? Yeah. Alamo Dome. They needed a ring to bring people down to the ring because yeah. they couldn't run out or whatever and all that. Like, couldn't get know? down there in 90 yeah. seconds. <laughs> the next well, entrance was It's starting. not really 90 seconds. It's whatever time WWE seems fit. Because right. if, you, <laughs> if you actually time... Good call. If you actually time that, it's never the same. There's sometimes 30 seconds will go by and the next guy will be out and you're like, what? This it's whenever the spot that. concludes that's before yeah. that so that they don't run the clock while having the next spot. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, some of them, that 90 seconds was three minutes long. And some of it was less than 90 seconds. So very good call on that. Time yeah. that out. If you, well, if you yeah, want to yeah, do yeah. Sit there and time it out. Like when they start, count, start counting, the, counting the clock down, it's like either when they get to the ring or when they start coming out the curtain. Or... Yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. That's a good point. In bringing it's been that like up. that for years, too. Yeah. I, I think there was maybe in the beginning they counted it out because they weren't like spot testing at that yeah. point in time. It was just let's see how this works. Yeah. But then they started figuring out, oh, well, we, we can tell different stories and get different storylines started. All right, let's just map this out the way we want to map it out. Yeah. So, Women's Rumble. Okay. Sasha Banks, number one entry, lasted almost an hour. God bless yeah. Sasha Banks. And I love her ghost kicks, the Lita. That, that was, those were probably some of the worst. Kicks I've ever seen in the history of pro wrestling didn't even make contact. Oh my god! You know they tried to protect Lita a little bit. Mm-hmm. Lita was looking a little. Um, how do I say this constructively? Out of shape. Uh, yeah. I mean, there was a shape to her. It was round. It was, uh, yeah, yeah. So okay, yeah, yeah. She wasn't looking as like slim. No, and, she was yeah. not looking yeah, like Lita of the pet. Now she did yeah. try to do the Lita salt where she almost impaled herself on her neck. Yeah, um, kind of like how she burped her neck when she dove out of the ring. Yes. Right, <laughs> not what she needs. <laughs> my God. Um, uh, Becky Lynch lasted thirty minutes. Was number two. Very good. Big surprise. First of all, Lita. Um, so she lasted um, just about five six minutes. But uh, there was a big swerve where she was not invited to Raw 25. Yes, she was. They just didn't invite her. They didn't have her on because they wanted a big surprise for the Rumble. Big pop. Kyrie Singh, uh, who won the uh, NXT, uh, the or won the was it the May Young Challenge? Yeah, the Young Challenge. She took the place of Alicia Fox actually, because Alicia Fox hurt herself. Yes. All oh, right, right, right. But and it was good to have her in the Rumble though. She was great. She was great. You know, she was only in there for five minutes, but she made an impact. Yeah. Love Kyrie yeah. Singh. Tamina Dana Brooke, uh, Tori Wilson, number nine. Good pop uh, for her. Still looks good in her forties. Absolutely, looks amazing. She didn't look forty at yeah. all. Like yeah. she did, she especially after right. she got done with uh, uh, what is it, Alex Rodriguez. She didn't look too right <laughs> after a Rod. I tell you that. Uh, let's see, Sonya Deville, Liv Morley, Molly Holly. Wow, uh, she's uh, running a wrestling ages. school with Mister Kennedy right now, and uh, nice. she looked great. Yeah, Molly Holly, that was a big pop. Lana came out to the Rusev Day pop, so Lana got yeah. a pop because of Rusev. I was saying this uh, to my coworker. It's funny that when Rusev first came out, they all chanted, we want Lana. Right. Now it has come around full circle that when Lana comes <laughs> out, they chant Rusev, Rusev Day. Day yeah. So, 
Then Michelle McCool came out to a huge pop and cleaned the ring. Um, she eliminated four people mm-hmm. uh, pretty instantaneously. Um, and then Ruby Riot, Vicky Guerrero. There's my yeah. big pop of the yeah. night. Yep. Yep. No music, just excuse me. <laughs> Actually, we have a friend that we know that sounds just like Vicky Guerrero. Exactly like her. Monica. Oh, dear. She sounds exact. Every time we hear her, my wife looks at me and goes, That's Monica. That's 100%. Man, I gotta tell you, you gotta be uh, have your earplugs in for that one. Yeah. That was that was a big pop though, and she yeah. got a big Eddie chant and everything, and she got gingerly placed over the top rope. Yeah, um, Carmella, who did not uh, sneak a cash in spot, even though both champions were sitting at the ringside, which was good. Even though she tried it on SmackDown, she yeah. tried to cash in on mm-hmm. SmackDown, and then she get, you know changed her mind because uh, the Riot Squad had taken out Charlotte, but then she got back up. So. Uh, let's see, Natalia Kelly Kelly. That was fun. Good pop for her. Uh, came out number nineteen. Miss Jackie Jacqueline, yep. uh, Hall of Famer, came out number twenty-one. Nia Jax came out number twenty-two and eliminated a lot of people and stayed in a long time. Good for her. That was my call for the win. But, I yeah. love Nia Jax. Uh, she did not win, but she made a big impact. Ember Moon, big surprise, came out injured and everything. Lasted. Uh, six minutes in the Rumble. Eliminated nobody, but it got eliminated by the eventual winner, Asuka. Yeah. Beth Phoenix, big pop. Edge chance, right. Beth Phoenix chance. Um, great time. Asuka came out number 25 and won. Stayed in 20 minutes. Mickey James, you kind of knew she was coming. She's been on the roster for a yeah. while. Uh, here's some surprises. Nikki Bella yeah. came out and... Uh, here was the song John Cena sucks <laughs> which was great uh, so she got a little bit of heat but very surprisingly Brie Bella came uh, out she just had a baby not too long uh, ago so Brie Bella uh, came out and uh, that was great for her to come out and um, then they got a little bit of heat against each other Bailey came out to a very unglorious uh, 29 left in 5 minutes um <laughs> And Trish Stratus. Number 30. Number 30. Which I think the Trish and Mickey James thing went over very well. I think that was the pop of the night for the That was. Because as soon as they started to face off, like even before it even happened, it was getting a This Is Awesome chant. Um, Big, big time stuff right there. And Trish looked great. Yeah. Yeah. Trish looked great. Um, And then it got eliminated by Sasha. Matter of fact, Sasha eliminated a lot of people. Um... Yeah, she eliminated a lot of people. But Brie and Nikki Bella eliminated her. So, And obviously, at the end, it was... Um, and Nikki eliminated Brie. Right. <laughs> and at the end, it was uh, Asuka, who was the winner. And good for her. And then both women's champions came in the ring and stood off. And then it was Roddy, Rowdy Ronda Rousey. couple of notes here. She's using the whole Rowdy Rowdy Piper lettering coloring and she was wearing his jacket yep. um which uh, one of uh, one of roddy's sons actually flew down to her because she was flying from wherever she was atlanta georgia or something to making a movie flying in and then uh roddy pipe was one of his sons colt i think it was came down flew roddy's jacket so she could wear it to the ring and then when roddy ronda was done she flew back away do our movie. So I know we've been going a while here on this podcast. We appreciate you sticking with us. We are going to do a uh, third segment. We're not going to take a break. We're just going to run into it right after this and do. What do you think, Big Ugly? You okay with that? Yeah. Um. Just real quick on the real Ronda quick. Rousey. Go for it. Who are you guys calling for her opponent? Who do you think she should be 
I think it's going to be Stephanie. Yes. Because they have the history, no doubt. Okay. I mean, you can't take away from Oscar with, you know, the women's championship. It's it's going to be Stephanie. Someone's going to build up with it or whatever and all that. Or potentially Kurt Angle and Ronda versus Stephanie and Triple H at Mania or something like that. Yeah, and I could see that too. Because The Rock was initially part of that storyline, but I don't think The Rock's going to... At this point, I don't think the insurance companies are going to cover him, and he's way too busy to come back and do yeah. something like that. Yeah. But Kurt Angle or somebody that teams up with Ronda, I, I see a mixed tag match in the future. You guys think? Agree? Oh, yeah. yeah I don't think she's going to go for either one of the titles this quickly. No. I she mean, should. No. should be Asuka. And she should go, and I think it should be Asuka and Charlotte. Uh, I'd rather see that one than Asuka and Alexa Bliss, honestly. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, no offense to Alexa Bliss. I love her. I think she's great. I'd she's rather great. see Braun Sherman and Alexa Bliss in another way than uh, <laughs> see that. Because that's, the mixed yeah. match challenge. Yep. That's showing signs of Braun Sherman we thought we'd never see. Yep. You won't get these hands. And apparently, you won't get these hands. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah. So we're not going to take a break. We're going to stick with it. We're going to do a. We're going to do an ending segment here, which will probably lead into a whole nother podcast down the road. <laughs> um, let's talk about the indie wrestling roundup. Let's talk about um, you know EWA Rage in the Cage. A lot of people were there. Pretty much the entire locker room over the past five years was somewhere either in the crowd or uh, in the locker room itself, um, or you know came from MCW and came over there. So there are a lot of people there. Um, we talked about this briefly on the last show. Jamie, Jason, and I were there. I got to do uh, some special guest ring announcing, which was fun. Um, so EWA is still around. They're not going to go anywhere as long as Jim Christian is wants to do it. That's the bottom line here. Um, MCW is going really strong. I did have uh, the opportunity to go see one of their shows. It's called Breakthrough. It's kind of like their NXT. Um, pretty good show. Got to see a lot of old friends there, familiar faces. There's some pictures up on Facebook. Not bad at all. Like you said, ACW is coming back, um, and they're doing uh, not only that, but big-time wrestling. Uh, They got a big uh, thing with them. So James Ellsworth Promotions. We got Austin Aries. We got um, Jerry the King Lawler. We got Gilberg. Uh, Got a lot of other people in the big-time show. Mark Henry, uh, Emma, Emmalina, whatever it is. Um, We got all that. But... uh, AWL. Now, this came about, this was an alternative to uh, Maryland Independent Professional Wrestling. This came about the first time, I want to say, roughly four or five years ago, was it? Yeah, it, it was in November. Um, the last show that we had was 2014. Right. So it's been four years. So okay. 2013, the year before November, okay. his first AWL show, actually, Burns, he was oh. on that. So he, he worked in a handicap match against uh, Chuck Lennox and, uh, who was it? It was Chuck Lennox and well, I think uh, the, Marcus the, Streets. Uh, I think the first one was... Think, yeah, the first one was at Ranson Civic Center. Yeah, uh, and it was, yeah. was me and Chuck Lennox. Yeah, yeah, yeah you and so Chuck. It ended up being like a whole beat yeah. down. And, and I had the opportunity out. to be your timekeeper. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I mean, AWL came to be um, one of my good friends, Mike. He actually, we work together now. We we work at the same job, we're in a truck all day, we talk all day long. Um, he just, he wanted to do a wrestling company. And yeah, he didn't know how to start, you know, and a couple of guys were like, hey, you know, so they passed him over to me. Mm-hmm. And him and a lot of his buddies, like, they didn't really know, like, the insights or whatever and all that. You know, they were looking at it from a fan perspective. And it's like, well, you know, you got to do a lot of things a certain way mm-hmm. with the wrestling business. So, you know, they got a hold of me. I was like, all right, well, you know what? I have more of a passion for booking and putting shows together anyways. I have a, I have a great mind for the business. Mm-hmm. So me and him sat down, worked out a lot of stuff. The, I mean, the first AWL show, when you look at it, the, the first match on the card was supposed to be Rich Swan and Derek Frazier, mm-hmm. which would have been hot. Yeah. But Derek got ho- caught up at work. Yeah. He couldn't get off work, so Adam Cole told us, hey, you know, he can't make it. So I'm walking around, I'm like, well, crap. Sanjay Dutt was there. Yep. 
Sanjay has to come out. We're like, hey, you know, we don't have a spot, but you can sell gimmicks if you want. Sanjay comes, and knowing how much of a professional Sanjay is, you would figure that he would know the unwritten rule in professional wrestling, always bring Bring your your gear. gear. Mm -hmm. So at the point that Derek couldn't show up, I was like, hey, I can get you a payday. You know, do you have your stuff? And he's like, no, you told me I could just sell gimmicks. And I kind of looked at him like, you're a professional? You didn't bring your gear? Like, really? Like, I know this. And I was like, all right, whatever. So I walk in the locker room. First guy I see, Mustafa, do you have your gear? Yeah, all right, you're on. You're working working rich in 10 minutes. Go. There you go. You know, and Rich ran over to me, and he's like, hey, you know, uh, do you mind? Because Rich was scheduled to go over. He's yeah. like, do you mind if we put Mustafa over? He's like, you know, I might not be able to come back in the future or whatever and all I do to my schedule. However, Mustafa, it'll help him out. I was right. like, I'm cool with it. Just go, you know, prove it with Mike. So we did that. And the first match on AWO was Mustafa versus Rich Swan, yep. who's in WWE. The show was main evented by Charlie Haas and Adam Cole, baby. baby. Yes, it and, was. you know, we, we talked to Charlie Haas and we were like, hey, we want you to work face. And he's like, well, man, I, I've never, you know, really worked face before. It's like, don't worry about it. We'll have Adam Cole come out before intermission, do a promo. You'll get over as a face. <laughs> and, of course, the first match, we used real ropes. The only bad part with the real ropes is that I never worked with them before. Mm-hmm. I had no idea how to tighten them up, whatever. Rope broke. Yeah. So Charlie House was like, it happens all the time with WWE. Just put it on the bottom, all that stuff. Yeah. They had a great match. You know, and then a year, you know, you got to realize Mike put out a lot of money, you know, all that stuff. So a year later, we come back in November. We're like, all right, AWL Showdown 2. Right. Bel Air Armory. That's right. A building that's never been touched before by pro wrestling Mm -hmm. at all, ever before. You walk into the building, you know, you see it. It looks like a little gymnasium type setup. And then you go downstairs. And the unique part about downstairs is there were showers, which Steve Carino was just completely taken back by <laughs> Mike and them brought sandwiches for all the yeah. boys yes they water, did all that stuff everybody got paid and paid very very well I will attest to that um, the Thank first you very flyer much. you know you, you look at it you know I, I went to ROH the flyer and just Justin Slagle from 98 Rock came out he's like oh man I know this guy I know this guy I know this guy I know this guy I'm like dude come out to the show mm-hmm. we'll use you on the show so it ended up being Justin managing fed up yep. you know all that stuff and what kind of sucked is going into the second show in January, so we were getting a lot of flack for using the MCW guys. Yeah. Partially, that's kind of my fault. We probably should have went to Danny and went, hey, you know, we're not trying to be, you know, competition. You know, we're just trying to put out a better alternative. You know, would you mind if we use Drolix and, you know, all that stuff and Nui on the shows? I didn't really think it would be that big of a deal, but, you know, they were kind of getting a little bit, you know, they were kind of you know, not wanting to do that second show, yeah. you know, there for a while. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, Danny's actually my realtor right now. I'm selling my house, buying a new one. You know, Danny's my realtor. You sold my house too, and, yeah. You know, yeah, great, great guy. His job. Great guy. Now, so, I think MCW was starting doing the shows in Joppa. Yeah, they, they were, too, they were so doing the stuff in Joppa and all that. Issues yeah, them. so, and I mean, I understand and all that stuff. But, you know, the shows were great. Like, yeah. from top to bottom, AJ and Mike Mondo killed it. They that sure was did. probably one of the... Uh, Alexander this James, day, probably one not of, AJ yeah, Styles. Yeah, yeah, Alexander <laughs> James, probably one of the top five indie matches I recall seeing live. I, I, I watched agree. all the matches from the back, and you know, it's funny enough. AJ, when he did work for uh, WWE, him and Mondo worked each other. Yeah, on a dark match with WWE, or you know, practice match or whatever it was on WWE, and I was like, huh, that's kind of funny. You know, that's cool that it worked out that way, but. You know, AWO was unique in its own. Um, A lot of people, you know, I'm sure a lot of people probably sit there and were like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. They only did three shows and all that stuff. But let me just say this right now (laughs) is that 
AWO is not dead. Mm. It is not dead. May not be today, may not be tomorrow, maybe 10 years from now. I guarantee you AWO will have another show. Me and Mike talk about it every single day, you know, and it's the whole thing just like, you know, with Jim. Jim mm-hmm. ran his first show in his 40s. Yeah. You know, or late 30s, whatever. You know, I'm 32. Mike's in his late 30s. You know, I told him. I was like, dude, do whatever with your family. Get your finances in order, all that stuff. And when you're ready, we'll do it. Vince is 72 yeah. years old. He's still running wrestling yeah. promotions. So, and I mean, it's not about the age. Yeah. Whether whether it's a Maryland thing or a different place or whatever and all that stuff, we just we have just such a different theory on certain things from what current places are doing it now. And we don't want to com- we don't want to compete with MCW. We don't want to compete with a- with EWA. We just want to be what we are. Yeah, and that's it. Just want to be so, an option for you. Want to come out and see a great wrestling show? Yeah, come and, out and see it. You know, and, and that's the thing. It's like regardless if I'm booking or whatever and all that stuff. Like with AWL, I did not put myself in the spotlight at all. Mm-hmm. I did the first match. I did a pre-show match on mm-hmm. one of those shows because I wanted to watch the show and see everything else. That went down, you know, to build. I made notes between every single match and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I spent hours and hours and hours and hours putting stuff together. You know, actually, um, Sportsman Hall in Upperco. EWA just ran there. Yeah, yeah. We were going to do a show at Sportsman Hall in Upperco. That was going to be our next show. We reached out to the guy. The guy knew some guy who, uh, he was Spanish guy. He was big in the, in the community and all that. He ran a bail mods company. And... Um, we were going to run a show there. They said they couldn't do it on a weekend, so it's going to be very rare, like a Tuesday or Wednesday night mm-hmm. show. And we were going to bring in Chavo Guerrero, and he was going to bring in all these, you know, Spanish heritage people or whatever and all that. He was like, yeah, sure. I could probably sell like four or 500 tickets. We're like, done, whatever, all that. And, you know, Mike ran into some legal trouble, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, AWL kind of, you know, became unraveled and all that. Yep. But, you know, you learn from your mistakes. Like I told Mike, I was like, you know, starting off in the beginning, bought a ring right off the back. You know, the production looked great. The ring looked great. Everything looked great. Yeah. But he lost a ton of money. Like, a ton of money. That AWL ring, the breakdown that you saw yeah. for MCW, that was the AWL ring. So Danny now has the AWL ring with, the, with those weird ring posts that you can turn around. I thought they looked familiar. Ring. I yeah. did point that so, out. I'm like, I yeah, know I've worked yeah. with those posts before. Yep, yeah, that is the AWL ring. About that? that is the AWL ring, and Mike always jokes around. He's like, man, he's like, Ric Flair stood in my ring, you know, and all that <laughs> stuff. But, yeah, I mean, it was fun. You know, I, I reach out every so often for a lot of stuff. I reach out to EWA all the time, you know, for potentially coming back and all that stuff. And, you know, it's just – I. I don't know what it is. When I left EWA, I don't know if everybody knows the full story on that. You know, I I was unhappy. That was the thing. You know, time and time again, I was just I was unhappy with the way everything worked. You know, I, I got the belt. I got the belt at a free show when I wasn't even scheduled to get the belt in front of like 15 people. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was really big in the Mr. Happy Hour gimmick. And we did two more, three more, what was it, three shows at, at a, that bar at Boomers? Yeah, yeah Boomers. Yeah. And by the time we did that, we made it back to Tall Cedars. And nobody really had a grasp of what was going on because mm-hmm. the Tall Cedars crowd was different from that crowd. Yeah. So by the time they realized I had the belt, it came full circle to the cage show. And we were running this whole gimmick of I never beat blood, I never beat blood, I never beat blood. And me and blood figured out a way on how to get that cage together really quick to where the last three matches could be in the cage. Because mm-hmm. we were afraid, okay, every spot is going to be done before we go out there and do our stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our thing was getting out of the cage. Sure enough, 
the cruiserweight match, which was a four-way, which I think would have stole the show without the cage. Mm-hmm. They got out of the cage right before we went out there. And we were like, really? So, you know, we were me and Blood were already kind of unhappy, and Jim was just giving us crap that night. And that night we ended up just walking out. I was like, whatever, put the cage up however you want. We don't care. So that was still kind of simmering with me, like, the night before because, you Backstage know, you, dis- indie politics. Yeah, you, you dismissed our opinion completely. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the, before the show started, it was like, okay, you know, Eagle was booking, and he asked Jim, he's like, well, where do you want to go with the Chase and Blood match? And I'll never forget this as long as I live. Jim looked at Eagle dead in his eyes and said, it is not my match. I don't give a F what you do with it. Mm. And... It's like, okay. And then Eagle looked at me and Blood. He's like, well, how about we put the belt on Blood? And Blood looks at him. He's like, why? <laughs> like, we're running this whole thing that Chase never beat me. Like, what's that? And I was like, you know what? Just go ahead and do it. At that point right there, I knew that was going to be my last EWA show. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about it with my wife, Jess, the night before. I was like, you know, I was like, I, I, think, I think I'm done. And so the match happened. Me and Blood, I think we had a great match. You know, it, it wasn't, you know, nothing to write home about. Mm-hmm. But we did this spot where we got out of the cage. I opened the door on Blood, and I started hitting the cage door with a steel chair. Hmm. I proved it with Eagle. I proved it with the commission. Mm-hmm. I, however, did not approve it with Jim. Uh-huh. So right after that happened, Jim just starts going on a tirade on me, like right before he goes out for his match, which happened to be the main event, mm-hmm. um, on why I didn't approve it with him. And that's when I just... Saw red. Yeah. And I was just like, how many people do I have to approve this with? I already approved it with the commission, blah, blah, blah. Like, threw my bag across the whole entire locker room of Tall Cedars. And I was like, I'm done. And, you know, people were upset. It was, you know, it was what it was. And, you know, that was seven years ago. I've let it go. Whether or not other people have, I don't know. But I'll tell you, as a fan of independent wrestling, I'm going to go to Big Ugly for this one. You know, you've come to EWA shows before. Mm -hmm. You've seen... You know how things work in the front. You've kind of got a backstage pass with everything that we've had. All of the great people in here from EWA Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, what do, what does this make you think about? What does this make you feel? Do, do you go in there with a different set of eyes now when you watch independent wrestling? Do you just see the backstage stuff, or are you still able to enjoy it as a fan? Um, I I definitely see some of the backstage. You you can't ignore it. You know, it's almost like when you're a kid watching wrestling, yeah. and then you realize like, okay, Fabe is dead. You know, you get older, right? And yeah. then now it's like, that's all we do. Like, even as wrestling fans, like let's talk about like you know on TV and mm-hmm. stuff. It's like we mostly politic about the backstage stuff more so than <laughs> oh, the yeah. actual entertainment. Oh yeah. So it's like it's the same thing with the Indians. Like you know, from the first time you invited me out. To the EWA, it's like, yeah. all right, I'm just looking at wrestling, almost like I'm a kid again. Sure. You know, I'm just looking at characters. But then it's like, as I get to know these guys, you get to know some of the backstage stuff that's going on. Well, like, now I can't help but pay attention to, sure. you know, yeah. it just comes along. And it's just like when you're a worker, when you watch wrestling live, you know, and I'm sure Chris can contest too, it's much different to us. We're calling spots. We're seeing what they're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, the second I started wrestling, it, it looked different to me. Yeah. Like it's not like the way it was when I was a kid anymore because I see what they're doing. I see when they're calling spots. I see this. I see that. You know, so much easier than what a normal human being can. But, mm-hmm. yeah. but there's yeah. normal human right. beings. I mean, there. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's right. once you pull that veil back, it's like you look at it with a different yeah. Like You know, I do yeah. filmmaking. So when I watch movies, I'm doing the same thing. You know, I'm talking to my wife, like, oh, look the color they chose. You know, <laughs> they must be trying to do this to the audience. She's like, just watch the movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's the kind of thing, too, that, you know, I, I miss the business every single day, but part of me doesn't. You know, I've been doing DDP yoga. I'm in better shape right now than I ever was yeah. when I was a worker. And as soon as I got into shape like that, everybody was like, are you coming back? Are you coming back? Are you coming back? That hamster wheel is always going. 
Yeah. Always. 24 hours a day. I always want to come back. I love wrestling. I miss wrestling. But the thing is, is it just has to be right time, right place. And, Absolutely. you know, my wife's also not fond of me wrestling anymore. My knees are bad. I've had five concussions that I know of. Mm. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, I, I have too much going for me right now. Right. To come back and get myself hurt or whatever and all that. That's why I said if it's anything, it'll be a booker role or something like that. But also know? what we were talking about earlier, the same way that a new crop of talent comes up, you know, people will hear your stories. People may listen to this podcast and be like, you know what, again, this is not against Jim Christian or EWA or anything. That's just that. There was that time. It was that place. And now you have to move yeah. forward. You have to recircle different talent, new talent, do, doing different things. You know, Chris will know about you. You talked about this, you know, a while back. I mean, you are still a professional wrestler, but you're more of a, an advisory, you know, role at this point in time. I guess um, you you need to take a different role in your professional life as it comes to professional wrestling. Um, that's it's different. You know, I, I want to take a different role. I'm 40 years old, but I I was running around doing two, three things, referee and ring announcing all the time. Now I want to ring announce at one place every eight weeks, and I'm okay. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's it's different, but we're all still fans. But the new crop, the new people that want to get into this business, that do watch it as kids and see what we see as kids, there's Baltimore, the city that bleeds. Um, <laughs> not in the Maryland State Athletic Commission. Yeah. No, we don't. But to wrap this up, I think this it brings this whole podcast back around to the same place. There's new fans. There's new people getting in. There's new people, whether they be 20 years old, 40 years old, it don't matter. If you want to get in, give it a shot. Go out there and try to reach out to people that are putting on shows or opening up schools or have schools right now and see what they can do. And then just, you know, talk to the talk to the people. Learn from the people. See if it's something that you want to try. And then if, you, if you're good at it, if you like it, keep going at it. And then you could work your way up the ranks. And then you might be on the AWL show in the next couple of years. Or you might be on SWL in a couple of years. Or you might go to EWA or... or MCW or something, it don't matter. I loved helping guys work out at school, and you know, Chris can contest too. I always worked with these guys at the school whenever I was up there. I always gave them my time. And my main thing is, is if you're looking to get into the wrestling business, work hard. That's it. Just work hard. Yeah. That you need to want it. Don't sit there and be like, oh, I'm going to come out, take three bumps in the ring, and then be like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> you're wasting not only your time, but you're wasting everybody yeah. else's time. And you know, I. I wish I had more time to tell more stories. I have a lot of fun stories. I've been around for a long time, going on yeah. 19 years since I've taken my first bump in the ring or whatever and all that. So I'll definitely come back. And we'll have you back on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's fun, been fun, guys. Definitely yeah, we appreciate been. you. And Chris Burns, you get enough to eat? Yes. Okay. <laughs> now, I, I may have followed him out just to make sure I get it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we can so, get you back so out. family somewhere. That's probably I, I wouldn't trust me to follow out of here. Like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> if you manage to find your way in the first time. <laughs> That's great. Take like two or three times to get make a way up here the first time. <laughs> oh my goodness! And big ugly, how we doing? We did all right with this podcast. Yeah, man, it's a great right. podcast. It's what we do, guys. and we appreciate it. We'll put it up. Uh, you know, there's a lot of indie wrestling, some behind the scenes, behind the curtains, uh, it's a lot of Royal Rumble talk. We appreciate you. On the road to WrestleMania, we'll be talking about Elimination Chamber and Fastlane coming up in the next few months. Uh, we're going to talk with uh, a lot more guests. We want to have some EWA, some SWO, even some MCW people want to come on. So it's all about indie wrestling. Support indie wrestling. Get out there. Go buy a ticket, you know, just go see it. Have, have a good time. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan, Jamie Jason always says. Yep, support all the feds. EWA, MCW, whichever one. I'm not going to tell you not to go any other fed. Oh, yeah. Like, always, yeah always. If you want to go to the show, go to the show. By all means. I'm saying. But have go fun. to the show, too. Yeah. <laughs> have you know, fun. Enjoy them all. Yeah. And watch them all on TV, you know, wherever you can yeah. find them. Pop TV, uh, you know, Lucha Underground, on whatever that was. Uh, I can't remember the network that was on. That's, uh, uh, 
Elray. Yeah, Elray, right. there you go. And will, Netflix, right. Netflix. I will say this. With companies like EWA, you look at it with EWA, you have Ryan, Ryan Drolix, you know, all those guys that are in MCW that came out of EWA. Right. You also have Adam Cole, <clears> you know, Drew Gulak, James Ellsworth, all those guys worked for EWA before in the past. Yeah. You know, they're also working MCW, ACW, all those. You'd never know. Who's that? D. Edwards. Yeah. He's probably one of the most popular Derek referees Derek in Maryland and all yeah. He's refed half of my matches. Mm-hmm. He's in WWE right now. Yeah. So you, you never know who you're going to see. So always go out and support all your local guys, regardless of who they work for. Then Absolutely. Got, and you got Jessica Carr, Kennedy Brink, whatever you remember uh, by yes. DXT, female yeah. announcer. Got her start at EWA and MCW and all, all over Maryland, Nash, all over the world now. Yeah. And good for her. Yeah, absolutely good for you. You know her pretty well. Yep. We, that's in a whole new podcast in itself. <laughs> no, but you know what? Support them all. They all get out there, you know, and we have a good time, and we're going to keep talking about it, Big Ugly, yep. on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. So we're going to sign off for now, but until next time, thank you, Chris Burns. Great to see yep. you. Welcome back. Still alive. And we'll see you again. <laughs> you know, your, char- your phone's charged up, so give us a call yep. if you have any more problems. Yep. We'll be I'm here good. for you. I think he actually called us last time on the podcast, but my phone, my phone was dead. And for some reason, I got a voicemail from Chris Burns that said, help me. It's kind of like, what is going on here? Um, but uh, hey, uh, Chase Rawlings, Ray Chase, thank you very much no for coming problem. out. I wish I could throw the pen in the air and do the whole like Mr. Perfect sign-off. Thing, like you used to on primetime wrestling. But, yeah. well, you can just say that we did it. You know, it's okay. I tried for years to do the gum smack, and I perfected it. I'm so happy about that. That's like one of the highlights of my life. And Big Ugly, thank you for everything you do. All right, we're going to sign off. We'll see you next time. We'll end it as we always do. Three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces. And that's two.